0: This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>
1: oh. Welcome to season two of Barstool Film School, the podcast about movies, drinking, and movies that are fun to watch while you're hanging out in a bar with friends. I'm your host, Dylan Quarles, one-time film school washout turned Best Indie Book Award winning novelist turned screenwriter, and I'm joined as always by my intrepid co-host Cameron Calrissian-Roberts, bar owner, restaurant restaurateur, and all-around cape-wearing scoundrel. Cameron, Cameron, my friend, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good today. Why don't you go ahead and uh, lock in those coordinates and hit the hyperdrive, baby, because it's time to kick off this sequel-centric season of Barstool Film School with the follow-up to a little-known sci-fi classic, Star Wars. (laughs) We're talking The Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) Of boxed that intro, but you know what? It's, it's okay. season two. It works. We're just it's getting great. things, we're shaking out the lead. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning into our little program here that we have on the internet, we are a comedy conversational podcast that focuses on what it is that truly makes a good bar movie. That means a movie that's fun to watch while you're hanging out in a bar, as the intro might suggest. Now, Cameron over here is the all-around bar guru of our small town, (laughs) and he knows a thing or two about mixing up cocktails, which every episode this season and last season features a craft cocktail that sort of goes along with the movie. So we'll get there in a minute, but um, we're focusing on sequels this season, or movies that have two in the name, so, <laughs> so just kind of, you know, keep your, yeah. keep your eyes peeled, you know, on that one. That's a, that's a thread we're going to try to hold on to. But we do imbibe while we record. So sometimes threads get dropped. And this now begins the very important service announcement at the top of this episode. Uh, I recognize that we're covering the Empire Strikes Back Which is part of a franchise known as Star Wars, which some of you out there in the world might have uh, a little bit of an emotional attachment to, and I also do because I'm alive and breathe air and was born in the year 1985. i don't know everything about star wars i don't live and breathe star wars i love star wars i have a relationship with star wars as many people do it might not be the same as yours and that's okay yeah. i might not know all the same <laughs> things you know and that's okay and and cameron though cameron should know everything so if yeah. he gets it wrong all the hate mail <laughs>
0: i know i i I started to uh dive a little bit more into some of the lore yeah uh just while I was watching this, because I was like, I maybe it would be fun to like deep dive into Star Wars and like do get like really into like the lore and everything. And, so you watch like
1: fifteen episodes of a cartoon show <clears throat> or fifteen seasons of a cartoon show I've, and like I thought of video games. I have
0: not done it yet. entire collection of novels and comic books
1: <laughs> and everything know. you need to know to know everything know. that's it's going on. So
0: it is, it's such an extensive universe. It is, and and I and I have dabbled mm-hmm. multiple times throughout my life. Yeah. I just have never like gone. Full hog, full hog, and I and so or I think hog. that like I uh, full I like full hog, full more. on whole hog meat <laughs> in the middle, <laughs> uh, and I I I think that I don't you know I'm definitely not a Star Wars aficionado. I do yeah. not know like specific lore and characters and how they like. Crossover
1: into different things that have stories. happened that are outside yeah. of the movies. Yeah. See, this is me, and it's kind of crazy because it's like Star Wars in my mind is this massive gargantuan thing because of the extended universe. Uh-huh. There's different canons. I'm I understand uh-huh. that, you know, s- at some point old canon got thrown out. Now there's new canon, and I don't always know the difference between the two because I definitely just grew up with like VHS tapes of the first three Star Wars uh, films. I remember. Um, when the prequels came out in theaters, I was among the first to go see them. I was the right age. I was pretty lit down. I do know that opinions have changed on that front, uh, since, uh, my time when we were all just like completely flummoxed with like Jar Jar Binks and like, you know, Saboba uh-huh. and all these characters We're like, what even am I seeing right now? Like, I uh-huh. don't, but I, I understand that people have completely kind of gone in a new direction with, uh, their appreciation for the. For the prequels and so I, I won't tread uh, into that but um, like yeah for me Star Wars is basically at least in my childhood was more or less like sort of contained to these movies and the toys and if I knew anything that didn't happen <laughs> in the movies it was because somebody had a toy of a character yeah. that was maybe just in the movie for like a minute but then yeah. that toy would have a, the backstory of the character and that's so that's how we would know things oh yeah for sure
0: like I know I n- noticed that multiple times in this movie yeah. where I had like the bounty hunters oh, yeah. that are the on the Death Star yeah. or not Death Star they are on uh, the, Star, the Destroyer. Star Destroyer for a short like two seconds. Not much. Like yeah. like very, very short time. I had two of those action figures, I believe.
1: They're all I, so cool though. I know, They're they all so like cool totally looking. unique yeah. and funky. Like I love that about this movie. And a comment you, uh, you said earlier kind of knocked something loose that I was I was so I went into this movie, even though I've seen it a million billion times, Uh being like, okay, it's Star Wars. It's huge. It's like an entire universe of stuff going on. And then I was like, oh, wait, this movie's actually kind of intimate. Uh Like a lot of this movie isn't like, it's, they're going all over the galaxy. And so there's that, and you're cutting between storylines on different ends of the galaxy. And there are giant warships and stuff, but it's like, it's, it's not even as, Big. They don't even go to hyperdrive once in
0: this movie. Right at the very end. Yeah, at the very end. Like
1: it's not as big of a movie as even the first one in terms of like rooms full of like hundreds and hundreds of stormtroopers or like big giant battle sequences like you do have obviously the hoth sequence which we can talk about when it when we really get tucked in here that's a big battle sequence and that's a that's a great sequence i love it um but a lot of the movies just like here's luke with yoda here's han and chewie and leia and and c3po in the ship and they're just quietly doing things together and i really love how like kind of intimate this movie is in that way
0: well and i think that is something that george lucas was incredibly smart about in so many ways is that when he made this sequel mm-hmm. is that he just he did not try to like one-up himself he just tried yeah. to make it completely took these characters took them along the story path a little bit longer sure and and gave also you know the empire wins in almost every instance in this story i yeah, mean they like, got, got him a on lot the of, run yeah
1: yeah you're right Luke, and, and all of that stuff totally. they get han it's 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 so almost like do you think that this movie was like one of the first Um, so just before I finish that thought, George Lucas famously studied the hero's journey for the first star Wars film. But, um, this one, the empire strikes back is new territory, sort of uncharted territory, but it's like laying the groundwork for like a new sort of, um, it's, it's laying like its own groundwork that then so many other sequels have since followed this idea when you're doing a trilogy that the second one almost always ends on kind of a, like, like a down note like our hero is is alive but they're beaten and they're wounded and they're injured like literally plug them in here people dark knight pirates of the caribbean two. just go through the list of sequels you know successful ones yeah and you will see beats from this and so it kind of had me wondering like knowing that star wars episode one big on an existing framework but then empire strikes back almost seems like it's creating a framework that now all these other films have
0: i think there's a part to that i think there's two aspects to that that I thought of. One is it's a it's a theater thing, you know, like oh. like when you think of like stage second act. A lot of times in like theater productions oh. is when the villain wins, and okay. then you come back for the third act, and it's like, oh, okay, now okay. We're things are back gonna be, to be. okay. Yeah. And and the other part about this, this movie in particular, mm-hmm. uh, and this movie, which is something that we can talk about as we go along, but actually like changed cinema completely. Like this is this movie completely changed the way cinema was done because george lucas funded this entire movie himself oh what like he went to fox and was like no 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 i'll let you distribute it hmm. that's fine we'll do yeah. distribute distribution and you can have those distribution rights and we'll go through that process and you can make this amount of money right but i am gonna keep everything and i'm gonna write the script that i want to write was you, that like you so cannot... he would
1: have the creative control like C- the complete creative control
0: and, huh. and because star wars one like a new hope did such a good like it blew everyone's minds and theaters, and it was at that time the most successful movie ever
1: for cost yeah for like yeah exactly so and cultural impact and everything like my dad has told stories of taking my big sister to see it like repeatedly yeah it was like and he was like not a sci-fi guy continues to not be one and was just so blown away by the like craft and the creative creativity that he just kept going back and and so when he did
0: this movie it was, he went out on his own and mm-hmm. was kind of like, I'm
1: going to make the movie that I want to make. Mm. I'm going to write the script that I want to write. So it's like he turned down what their money so that he could, so that yeah. they wouldn't have the ability to say, do this or do that. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, that's dope. So,
0: and, and because he did that, he
1: created like the Skywalker Ranch,
0: which was like sure. uh, THX and all uh, ILM mm-hmm. and all these other like companies that ended up coming out of that right. and becoming like, oh, so now you have to contract
1: with lucas with lucas which to is like do all
0: these different things like
1: we're like ilm I, if i'm not mistaken like they were so massively important behind the scenes with a number of, mm-hmm. of other huge cultural uh touchstone films like oh, for sure um i i, I want to say that they were even the brains behind computer animation for oh, for sure uh jurassic park like for they sure. were the ones yeah. that were cracking these they were cracking these codes Mm -hmm. basically way ahead of, of everyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. I know again to mention my dad, weirdly enough, he used to work um, in commercials way back in the day and he got, the opportunity to work with ILM a few times shooting some ads and they were doing stuff like, you know, they would have like a warehouse that were like, it was just like nothing but like a big black room. And then when they would like hang the logo of the product, like on a tiny string and then like blow it up and then like overlay, like 50 other explosions, like do all this stuff like you see in star Wars to like Mm -hmm. make these incredible effects. And like, yeah, Yeah. it's, it's, and they, that, and that in itself revolutionized how Mm -hmm.
0: movies were made after this, like this changed. I mean, It's it's crazy to think about that Mm -hmm. this just because Lucas was like no,
1: I want to write the movie that I want to write and Mm -hmm. I want to make this movie. He just has the story right. Like I I want to say there's two different writers. We 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 could do the nuts and bolts. Um, I've got here. I know you're in the driver's seat this episode. No no no, I got the nuts and bolts. You do the nuts and bolts. We're gonna we're gonna be switching off because there's two of us, right? You seeing a theme here? There's it's there's lots of twos flying around. I got two (laughs) drinks in front of me right now. There's two microphones. Anyway, (laughs) uh, we've got it written by. Lay Beckett, Brackett, sorry, Lay Brackett and Lawrence Kasdan with a story by Lucas mm-hmm. and then directed by Irving Kushner So there you go. That's in Bolts. And then obviously starring. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. Mark Hamill. You got uh, Carrie Fisher and you got, uh, is that her name? Did I get yeah. that right? Carrie Fisher? Mm-hmm. You're looking at me like I might be wrong. No, you're, okay, I'm not. the way I look. Okay. okay. <laughs> just distrusting <just> <laughs> yeah. in general. And, uh and of course Harrison Ford yeah. and then you know all your other favorite characters there I Frank also, Oz as Yoda and yeah
0: and i i also think that part of the dialogue is Billy like D. You, Williams. you you gave uh and the director uh you remind me his name Irving but, Kirshner? yeah Kirshner. he i feel like at this point in time he had only really done like very small
1: this movie movies. is super competently directed
0: yeah. yeah and and i and i feel like part of the reason why the dialogue is is so Good in this movie is because you gave a movie with someone who does character movies, Mm -hmm. you gave them this movie, and so when they get that, the character scenes are like they did a bunch of reshoots, and they didn't do reshoots on special effects stuff or like action sequences, Hmm. they did reshoots on like scenes where they're in rooms together having conversations and they just let and this, and the characters rip. Sort of
1: like on this watch through, those are like my favorite scenes. Of course. Like, and Like the chem- the fucking chemistry is sure. like totally there. And, and
0: they let Harrison Ford become a character mm-hmm. and then they let him basically come up with his own lines. Hmm. And those are the lines that are in the movie. Because, the iconic lines. Yeah, yeah. like the, uh, I love you i know i know that is that's a like top riff. notch right there yeah, yeah. And it's a riff he they they recorded like 20 different lines and there's like <sighs> then afterwards there's like you know what harrison why don't you just do what you think han would, han do. would do yeah and he just goes nails it yeah and it's like and it's, it's like so good perfect
1: <laughs> yeah um this movie this film came to us Uh, as some several films this season will come from a listener who wrote in a request of sorts. Actually, they more responded to my request for requests, um, if that makes any sense. So this came to us from Brandon Ivey, a friend of mine who lives down in Atlanta. So Brandon says that he thinks he was at Fox Bros Barbecue in Atlanta. Empire was on. It's one of those things where you can glance and know exactly where in the movie you are. Your eyes are drawn to it. But if you get distracted with food or conversation, it's no biggie because when you come back, you're not lost. You don't need the audio because you know the audio, and that in a, pretty much in a nutshell, Brandon, you are correct. Almost instantly makes this pass the bar, as we like to say on our program, yeah. because yeah, some movies, thanks to their rewatchability factor, are which is one of our grading metrics, are just like you you you've seen it so many times that if it's on in a bar, it's simultaneously um enjoyable and not distracting and that's Mm -hmm. sort of like the sweet spot for a bar movie unless of course you're seeing something you've never seen before which is a different form of bar movie this one really fits into that nostalgia rewatchability oh, factor sure. and you know
0: but i think if if we're gonna go to like the is it pretty to look at factor it's also there it's also yeah, there i mean I, they're you know they're filming in real
1: places mm, doing just sets, real things. so sets, many of my notes have to do with sets. just how good the sets look yeah how good it is to see like not just like sets but like um like doodads and mechanical things in the sets that also do stuff like when han gets frozen in carbonite and the like claw thing reaches down it's like that was a real they had to build a real thing they didn't just like yeah, it wasn't computer magic. It was like they no. built this big looking claw doodad robot whatever and it was like neat to see just totally. like sets that work, sets that move, sets that have mechanics and yeah, all the blinking lights and yeah. smoke and
0: everything. Well, and even just like the beginning of this movie, you're starting on a snowy planet mm. and they went and filmed in Norway. Oh, wow. And it was like -20. I
1: was wondering, and... if it, yeah, where they filmed that the <laughs> and... whole hot scene.
0: Yeah, and and uh none of the crew could get outside of the hotel cuz it was blowing snowstorm so they basically just hunkered down in the front of <laughs> oh, like really? the hotel and just made made uh luke uh run out into the snow and film his scenes like kind of in <laughs> front of the hotel as he was like freezing to death i love that uh but i just think that's yeah i mean it, sh- it shows yeah i mean like when you do that type of thing mm-hmm. i don't know it and this is back to us bitching about modern day we movies do a lot complain about that a uh lot on is this that program. like if you're not using real sets and stuff it
1: just you can it tell feels, yeah it, it just feels... feels
0: or you have the uh what are those things that he's riding what's the um the uh tauntaun mm. they're right he's riding the tauntaun but yeah. they have like puppet, they tauntaun have puppet tauntaun yeah. shit and it it's looks amazing good. yeah it's i'll tell so you it fun. looks so
1: good that when the yeti comes out yeah that yeti thing which i'm sure has a name again give me a, give me a break <laughs> it comes out it and, a, and it's a type of animal
0: kills, it has a name
1: and kills the time <clears> on <throat> my son who happened to be watching part of this movie with me turns around and he goes oh no cow fall down <laughs> he's two so you know don't yell at him about his english but yeah and it was like he he was like that's a real thing that yeah. just got
0: and that yeti looks looks amazing. awesome yeah it looks so good and I, I like i think this movie more than a new hope and you know even there are definitely like I think all the Ewok scenes in I like in Empire in Re- Strikes
1: Back for sure. That's
0: that's uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, sorry. Yes, right, right. But in uh, in all the Ewok scenes are very iconic. Uh, those speeder scenes and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I will awesome. say that like Empire Strike Back's, Strikes Back probably has more like iconic shots mm-hmm. at least that I remember from my childhood yeah. than than the other.
1: Which is crazy because it's sort of like one of the few. That doesn't have the, um, it doesn't have a Death Star. It doesn't, no, doesn't have, have, like, yeah. some of the things when people think of Star Wars, they automatically think totally. of, you know. I mean, it has lightsaber fights, and it has the Emperor, yeah. and it has Darth Vader, and it has all the things you love. But it doesn't have everything totally. that you would immediately associate with Star Wars. No Jabba the hut, you know. But I mean, like,
0: this Yeti, Yeti scene, I remember this mm-hmm. so well from when I was a kid. Like, same, I remember it same. so well. Just him being dragged back and, like, it's just so
1: yeah. iconic. Being taken into the, yeah, yeah into its cave. Um, so another component of our show here before we fully dive in, even though we've kind of, we always do that. We, like, start jumping yeah. in and we're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I forgot my goggles. Get back out of the water. Like, oh, I, I'm missing something. Um, Cameron, <clears throat> you made for us a very delicious craft cocktail here, and I would love for you to tell our listeners all about it. So when I was
0: thinking about a cocktail today, I was trying to, like, as I, as I do, I try to theme it in mm-hmm. a way. Yes. And it's hard sometimes. Sometimes it's easy because you're like, oh, in this movie, this person loves to drink blank, blank, blank. Sure, blanks, sure. You know, mm-hmm. but. Like the John Wick uh, movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie, uh, I don't think, there was really any drinking not in this movie in the first one there is in a new hope there's some drinking they go to some bars in the first one yeah but, they
1: go to the uh, yeah the, the famous the canteen yeah but yeah, not they listen in listen to jizz music yeah.
0: <laughs> this, this movie there's no i don't think there's i don't remember any drinking in this movie there is no like there's no like beats where they get to hang out not and, really and i mean out.
1: there's like there's gonna fast. be when Rando <clears> shows up and it's like let's all go get some refreshments but then when they show up for the refreshments you know yeah. darth vader's there and he kind of like, yeah. yeah so there's a, there's a real damper <laughs> yeah. on the party yeah it would have been a great scene where they're all just sitting around drinking cocktails that would have I, been... <laughs> it kinda, I wonder if that would have been more powerful if they were all like getting a little loose just and then all of a sudden vader just and, like cruises in yeah just dark like or just silence they're
0: all sitting there drinking and just silence yeah <laughs> yeah and then he's like sit drink drink <laughs> um uh, anyways, but I was trying to think of like okay, keeping the straw though what, Bayer, to get between what the little dude. Vince in his mask. Yeah. That dude's not drinking anymore. There's no,
1: no way. No, or he just like injects it into one of those ports. Yeah, in the suits probably. You just hear like between the, little, oh, like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there are multiple scenes in this movie where I, it's 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 kind of funny how. You know, because the person who they cast to play yeah. is a, just a big bodybuilder, I think it's like right? David Winham or something. Yeah, like and he's a huge bodybuilder dude. And so he's just a big dude. Mm-hmm. But the, even though he's a huge dude, the the helmet mm-hmm. that they give him sometimes looks so big yeah. on that. Just like in certain scenes, in certain angles when he's like moving around.
1: Darth Vader is big. He's a big
0: dude. He's a though. big he's dude. He's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, anyways. So I was trying to think about a cocktail to do this. And, and I really... Uh, harped on uh han and the smuggler pirate stuff and i felt like i gotta do a rum-esque type of thing something that like was a little bit rummy a little bit felt Mm. a little herbaceous maybe because we do have
1: two kind of smuggler dudes lando and yeah yeah
0: and they're and they were probably bringing in bootleg rum you know they were right yeah Uh, space juice and so I imagined a cocktail that we maybe would have. Oh, excuse in... me. David
1: Prouse is Darth Vader there. I just okay, stopped that's... like an actual pipe bomb being mailed <laughs> to my house. Okay.
0: Uh, um, I, I tried to imagine a cocktail that would be had in, in, in Cloud City. Okay. You know, right? So they're smuggling in rum. Okay. But it's a nice place. So they're maybe putting some Amaros in there, Ooh, right? So this yeah. is a... Uh, a rum, it's a it's a Mexican rum, so it's a stainless steel still rum. Whoa. Um, uh, so it has some like kind of harsher notes, but it's still that sugarcane kind of like nice uh rum feel, but it feels a little bit more hmm. bootleggy. It does have a little uh, bit
1: of a kick to it that some rums don't. Yeah, it has the, a little bit the of back that, like harsh, there.
0: yeah, harsh notes on the nose there, kind of similar to tequila. It actually does yeah. have
1: a tequila vibe.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we're throwing some Amaro 14 in there, mm. um, which is an amazing herbaceous kind of like uh, Amaro, basically. Mm. Um, then I have a little bit of Contrao to give it a little bit of sweetness, and then topping it with a fortified dark rum from Plantation Yum. to give it kind of an. an an aged feel a little bit a little bit darker and richer but
1: well brandon ivy i hope you're listening because i know you are a rum dude (laughs) um so there's two different kinds of rum for you to play with if Mm -hmm. you aren't already uh if you're not already aware that is what you might be because you are a rum dude Mm -hmm. uh so this concludes the portion of our podcast where we aimlessly kick around talking about what we're drinking and other random tangents before we actually tuck into the movie oh wait just kidding there's one more piece of business our grading metric i hinted at it we talked we danced around it but if you're a new listener and i know we actually have quite a few since season one um we have a grading metric here that helps us determine if a film passes the bar now sometimes a movie like this one it's almost like it's like a not it's like we don't even need to worry about it it passes the bar we knew it was when we went in but We still like to keep things above board here, so uh, our grading metric is as follows. We have pacing, self-explanatory. Does this movie move or drag? We've got rewatchability factor. Again, it's in the name. Have you seen this movie a lot of times? Do you want to see it a lot of times? Does it have that quality? Um, We have is it pretty to look at, you know, sets, character design, all that good stuff. The shot, the composition. Uh Um and then um WTF factor. And this is that factor that just makes you stop if you happen to glance up while you're in the bar and, and at, at that just that right moment and go, What the fuck am I what is this? Now maybe this movie is low on the WTF factor because sometimes WTF now. can be gross out and weird. Totally. But at the time this was a WTF and at the and the first time every person saw this 100%. movie, it was nothing but WTF. I was
0: I was trying to bring myself when I was watching it this time, this is like a thing that I was trying to do when I was watching sure. this time. Was like trying to imagine
1: like what seeing it was like Yoda be, for the first time in the time. nineteen to be alive in nineteen eighty and see this in theaters. Well,
0: just like just thinking about like,
1: because Yoda is so
0: he's it's it's in our cult like this entire sure. movie and and Star Wars in general is so like pervasive into our culture at it's, this point it's in time
1: woven into the fabric yeah, of America that culture. it is
0: that you even have new characters. That are called Baby, Baby Yoda, Yoda. They're not which their is own not thing. The, yeah. No, it's and not, they're not even
1: like, their own no, thing. No, his name is Grogu, and everybody's like, "Cool, yeah, I'm cool. going to keep calling him yeah, Baby Yoda." Yoda. That's I mean, literally what my son calls him. And yeah, he has and a Baby Yoda doll. He doesn't know anything about Star Wars. We've never, except for he saw a little bit of it <clears> today, <throat> yeah. and he still knows that that thing's called Baby Yoda. Yeah, so explain, which is it's I mean, it's, yeah. it's that's what I mean. Is that, and you
0: like that's that's kind of phenomenal to think mm-hmm. about, and then it, then try to take yourself back to a point where like you're. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back just comes out. Yeah. And you're watching this and you see a weird little creature and you don't know that it's Yoda and mm-hmm. you think it's just like some, some weird monster that's just like pulling things out of a you're bag. You're right. They say go like, to
1: Yoda and you're like, Yoda could be anything. Yoda could, could be, be a, anything. He could be, a, you're thinking he's maybe going to be a dude or a six yeah. foot tall, whatever. You don't know. He doesn't even Yeah. He barely says go to Yoda. He just says, he says go, go to Dagobah. the Dagobah system yeah. and seek Yoda or something yeah. along those lines. Cause he knows he's looking for a guy named Yoda Yeah, or somebody named Yoda. And then, yeah, when Yoda shows up, it's like all of us are like, there's Yoda. But at the time, yeah. In the theaters, dude, you're like, man. I don't know
0: what this is No. No, it's a surprise it's a it's, it's a, a reveal sh- it's a reveal
1: yeah. when you find out that he
0: is yoda. this guy is yeah. actually yoda right and it like and like this little dude can have so much power mm-hmm. and like all that stuff and it's kind of interesting to like think about it in that sense mm-hmm. and if you had never watched star wars like the wtf factor on this is
1: enormous. i mean it's all creatures like okay you're right you're right it's it huge. is huge like the scene when leia and han and Chewie and 3po and and they're flying the millennium falcon through the asteroid belt yeah and then they fly down inside one of the asteroids into this like chasm totally. and then realize that they're actually inside a giant worm yeah i mean that shit is like 100 mind-blowing at the time or now i mean if you've never seen this movie which if you've never seen this movie wow congratulations <laughs> on somehow <laughs> managing to avoid like all of american culture yeah. in one thing
0: no i mean or just even the the battle on Hoth. Like oh, these yeah. So four, epic. yeah it's just
1: are those things called at ats the four AT- legged ones yeah oh don't make me try and guess okay the big the big <laughs> the big looking camel things yeah I, yeah. I
0: always get them mixed up with the two the two legged ones I think the that two are ones are, also... are ats right the ones and then it's that like were at in... <laughs> at no I'm
1: dancing dangerously close to pipe bomb <laughs> yeah, territory again
0: <laughs> I know that's what I mean that's why don't don't make me don't make me yeah. try and
1: answer these questions um,
0: no but I mean that's all right. I, seeing it for the first time yeah. and imagining just like imagine like going to theaters and mm-hmm. seeing this and then like like this story takes place over maybe a week like it is,
1: it is it's fast. a little we can it's talk a little about that because there's a there's some stuff there where it seems like luke has been with yoda for a while yeah, but like he kind of says that, and then Vader's like, you've learned much. And it's like, but how long was he really with Yoda? Maybe, I don't know. It doesn't seem like very long. It feels like, like... like, if you're going off the timeline of Leia and Han and their thing, yeah. that's all happening kind of basically boom, boom, boom. There is the whole bit of them flying to Cloud City, and they say it's going to take a while to get there from where they yeah. are at the asteroid belt or, or when they finally, totally. like, ditch the Empire. But again, yeah, but it like, doesn't seem like it's not years. It's not, max year, amount it's of not time, months. It's a month. Yeah, and it's maybe. interesting because that's kind of, also the case in a new hope yeah um which is a crazy thing to think about these huge movies that people are waiting for 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 years and then it comes out two years in this case comes out and it's like a few days of the story but they're like really important days so it's like it's kind of brilliant in that way like you know a lot of times now i think
0: it's i but i also it's just
1: amazing because
0: the stakes are high for each one of the characters yes but it's also a very contained small story it's you're not you're not like trying to solve the end of the universe or anything like that at no
1: point is the entire rebellion at stake no it is not thinking of movies that kind of ape this one like you know we were talking off air about how um the new sequels and i know people have very strong emotions about those as well so like how uh the last jedi was de- definitely taking a lot of beats from this movie because mm-hmm. it's literally about them running away for most of the movie mm-hmm. just like how this one is about them yeah. running away but they're being pursued in the other one and they can't do hyper jump because or hyperspace because they can be followed and yeah. all stuff, blah, blah, blah. but it's like it's taking beats from this movie but in that one the stakes are through the roof because the entire you know uh rebellion is Mm -hmm. about to be wiped out. In this movie, the Rebels, once they escape Hoth, it's like, they're fine. fine. We meet up with them at the end and they're just cruising through space. Everything's totally cool. They're like hanging out by like a quasar or something. But it's like, Han's in danger. Leia's in danger. Chewie's in danger. Luke is simultaneously sometimes he's Luke is sometimes in danger sometimes not in danger and then he's very much at danger at the end but it's like (laughs) yeah it's it's like the stakes are really contained to the characters that you're seeing there's not this like looming thing outside of just like the fact that like we are engaged in a war and that should be enough for you to know the stakes are high
0: no and and see I wish that Marvel or I guess Disney as a whole could take a note from this Mm -hmm. in the sense that like you can have shit that exists in the same universe. Yeah. And the stakes can be low. Yeah. And it can be entertaining as fuck. I would prefer it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. No, like, like, just give me fun character stories. Yeah. Like, the way the comic books do. Like, yeah. like, like, just be like, this is a story
1: mm-hmm.
0: about that happens about this person's life. Yeah. And that is it.
1: And it's like... Like, we don't have to have stakes. Even... I 100% agree with you. And even... When they're kind of trying to do that, see Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Uh they still can't help themselves from throwing in, like, apocalyptic-level events taking place to entire planets or the Marvels. Like, this is another one. Like, it's like, oh, it's just going to be about this, like, you know, one rogue Kree lady and her, like, small army, and then we're going to have Captain Marvel. We're going to have these characters in there. They're going to be doing stuff. Oh, what's that? We have to like destroy like five planets in the movie and like wipe out entire civilizations just because what? Because you're fucking bored, you're out of ideas. It's no, and like, it's, you and know, it immediately takes the stakes out of everything. It yeah, immediately it does. Just does. Because
0: because if, if I just watched a hundred thousand people die yeah. and then we move on, like, and we're like, telling
1: jokes. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and that's what you think about the first Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. They blew a planet. And you felt and it. And you felt it because that was intense. Yeah. Like, you now i feel like we just blow up a planet just because we're like oh we need to have some some mistakes and we don't know yeah. how to give it because we're not really going to murder any of our characters or set any precedent of anybody getting actually hurt so mm-hmm. we're just gonna but like in this movie one of the main characters loses a fucking hand yeah. and the other main character gets put into carbonite
1: What's up, everyone? It's Dylan, one of the hosts of Barstool Film School. You know the podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, I don't know about you, but this movie has got me pretty wound up. Fortunately, I got hooked up with some amazing tropical THC gummies from our good friends over at Sunday Scaries. Now, these ones are dubbed couch potatoes. Yes, they're legal. Yes, they're real. Yes, you get high. No, you should not drive. Now, uh, couch potatoes come with four tropical flavors. You got mango, pineapple, orange, and blue ras. I'm not sure about how uh, tropical blue raspberries are, but maybe you can only find them in the rainforest. Anyway, they're so fucking tasty, they'll have your taste buds signing up for jury duty. Now that's a joke. I didn't write it. Now, these couch potatoes are ideal for boosting happiness and relaxation by kind of putting your mind in a euphoric state. Whether you've had a shitty day at work, or your kids are finally asleep, or you spent the weekend with the in-laws, yeesh. Just take one gummy and watch your stress melt away. Now, Sunday Scaries are prepared to give you 20% off just for using the promo code BSFS, as in Barstool Film School. If you're afraid, don't be. These are 100% money-back guaranteed, so there's really no risk in buying. Hop on over to sundayscaries.com, put in promo code BSFS, and uh, watch your life change for the better. All right, let's get back to the program. What do you say? Should we kind of hop into the story here? Everybody knows it. We can dip around. I mean, this is going to be different than other episodes. If you're a brand new listener to the show, usually we kind of recap the movie a Mm. little bit because sometimes we pick movies that aren't that well known. We Mm -hmm. oftentimes do pick movies that are, that are pretty, you know, important to the cultural zeitgeist, but sometimes, you know, we go out, out of our way, see our Ong Bak episode. Not everybody's seen that. Everybody should, but not everybody has, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, or our Lady in the Water episode, mm. yeah, right. Oh, yeah, run, that's, run that's don't a, walk the, to get yourself a rent to go ahead and. That's a VOD. golden episode right there. Yeah, VOD, um, Lady in the Water, but um, yeah, we 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 have. Uh, this movie opens with the empire sending out these drones these droids to like scan which and, i had one of those as an action figure oh i did too i had they're one so cool looking cool. okay so <laughs> long time <laughs> listeners of the program will know that i'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist i sometimes get people's names wrong uh-huh. uh like tom DeLong. i'm very sorry about that still tom i really appreciate the work you're doing um immediately this time around watching the movie my mind was like, oh my God, when I saw the like droid, because have you, did you see the news? They're like one of the latest pieces of like, you know, so like no. we're in, we're in the disclosure movement. It's happening now. Yeah. Like you yeah. laugh, but it's No, happening. I know like, it's totally, like
0: we're in it right when now. I, was, I follow those, those rooms on Reddit. Dude, dude I'm in When there. I
1: was a little, when I was in high school, when I was in college, when I was being a conspiracy yeah. theorist, a baby one, it's like, it was grainy YouTube videos that were like, I don't know if this is real Mm -hmm. or not. We're now living in the era where the United States military is like, here's some shit we got that we filmed and we got to declassify it. So here it is. So one of the most recent pieces of that comes to us from 2018, a military base in Iraq, an American military base filmed this thing that's alternately called the squid or the jellyfish some sort of mechanical looking squid jellyfish fucking thing that just cruised over the base they caught it on a million sensors and cameras they filmed it they released the footage now um mm-hmm. skeptics are like oh it's a smudge on the lens but of course that doesn't track because of the way it moves independent of the way the camera's panning yeah um some reports say that it they tracked it as far as the ocean where it went in which is mm-hmm. kind of neat but I don't know um cuz that's just some reports yeah. and there's a lot left to know about it but it looks like this fucking thing, dude. It looks like it. I dude. mean, it's got the no- bobular, nobular little head and then little doodads hanging down. And so as soon as I'm watching this movie, I was like, motherfucker's new, dude. Like yes. life-mimicking <laughs> art over here. They designed it perfectly. Yeah. And uh, I love the look insane. of it, and yeah, so it, it lands. Oh, yeah. It no. lands on the planet, and 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 Luke just happens to be nearby when it when it lands, and he he's out on that uh, he's out on that creature that you mentioned there. My son the calls yes, cow Cal fall down. Yeah, and um, he goes to investigate. He thinks it's an asteroid, <laughs> and that's when the uh, Yeti comes out. Cow fall down. Yeah, Luke gets taken, and yeah, we're off to the races. Well, then and then Han has to go out and save him. And this is one of actually this is one of my
0: one of my favorite lines in mm-hmm. the movie, only because it. It's like almost doesn't make sense. Yeah, is like Han is like I, uh, I gotta go out and help Luke, right? And this dude's like because they're dude. like
1: he's not checking in. We don't yeah. know where he is. And so Han's got... Han's, like, Han's like trying to cheese it. He's like yeah. trying to get out of there to go settle his debts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Leia's giving him shit about that. Like we got a war to fight, and he's like, nah. totally. and yeah, and and yeah. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. No, yeah, and and then and then
0: <laughs> there's a random dude in somewhere off camera is like. Dude, your Tauntaun's gonna freeze, and he's like, "Well, I'll see you in hell." And yeah, it's like, "I love like, that line."
1: Like, it's just like your, Han yeah, just your has tauntaun's a, gonna freeze out there, yeah, or something Han like that. Han just has a random grudge with a random dude on this. Mm-hmm. Like, thing, it, do you think it was the same guy that he's like? He might have checked in. He's like, "Oh, he could have <laughs> come in through the east gate." He's like, "Coulda, mighta." He's <laughs> yeah. just like riding this poor <laughs> dude's ass. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I just like that. Like this one dude's just like, dude, dude. dude You gotta be careful because your Anton could freeze. He's like, Oh well then I guess I'll see you in fucking He's like what did I do that's gonna make me go to hell? Doesn't this
1: posit that like the Judeo-Christian idea of hell exists in the Star Wars universe? I think we've pretty much just proven that Jesus was a Jedi.
0: Yeah. So right here. This is a this is another uh this is another
1: uh tangent that I could go
0: down, and I will because we're here. Please do. Uh basically he says hell in this. Uh, yeah, let's close that door. Basically, he says hell in this. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, it started, because in this movie, there are uh, two very awesome uh, insults in this movie called uh, "Laser Brain" and yeah. "Nerve Herder,", Herder. where the were first said in this in this movie in particular. Sure, and I it started me down kind of a little bit of a rabbit hole where mm-hmm. I started being like, "Dude, I got to find out more of these fucking Star Wars <laughs> Star insults. Wars related insults." <laughs> uh, so I started going down the, the that, and I had I ended up on a Reddit forum where these guys were talking about how uh, in the newest season of The Mandalorian they end up saying like the like fuck once what and uh it's kind of like fuck and then it like it cuts oh, off okay. you know and so like he it's it's implied sure. that he says fuck
1: which and I think then the I person almost imagine the moment when it happens yeah, yeah. and the and the person was also just for the record not a huge fan of the new season yeah i I haven't seen i haven't seen three yet i haven't dude it's it's car it's the cartoon show now it's like you need to have seen like 15 seasons kind of feel like in order to be like oh that okay i get it god now i I get it there's some i mean there's some awesome stuff that happens in it but anyway sorry
0: Anyways, uh point of it is is this guy was like why are we now starting to use f-bombs and f-bombs and 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 uh Swear words in the and not using like canon swear sure. words and stuff like that, and so it started me down the world of like, what are some, canon insults, mm-hmm. uh, and I I love the canon insults. I think we should be only using canon insults. Okay, like uh, laser brain nerf herder. Those are two that we just sure uh, fry knock fry knock uh, moof milker
1: moof milker.
0: <laughs> I think that one's. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, Mud scuffer i think that one's great that's a good Uh, one yeah and then there's a lot of things around a bantha Mm -hmm. so you could be bantha piss bantha poop Mm
1: -hmm.
0: bantha fodder
1: bantha fodder
0: Uh, they all kind of meet a little bit different you know bantha 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 shit or bantha Mm -hmm. poop we get that would be more like bullshit that's like everything poops yeah Yeah. yeah. you know what it is uh and then bantha piss is like that's I don't believe that. That's hmm. like that's 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 bullshit. Okay. You know? So it's kinda uh,
1: like those two are almost interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh and then do we use piss in our insults here on Earth? Are we using I mean outside of like piss me off or something do we have like we don't have a lot of urine we're not, like based. you have piss for brains Yeah, i guess we do that we don't well, that's i mean that's like an, a variation of shit for brains like i, I might yeah. start in i might just start working at those in Pee like into, swap yeah. the swap out the feces and <laughs> introduce the urine yeah, and I see like how them. many people notice see,
0: yeah i agree i like that and there's uh there's a saying uh in star wars called uh if you say ah uh, like it's trying to find like a burr seed in bantha dung hmm it's like, a, like needle and a needle in a haystack,
1: but grosser. <laughs> Burseed <Bursting> bantha. <laughs> hey, dung. dude! It's that. better to grab a handful of bantha dung than a fart. Yeah, Cameron.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See our Ong Bak episode. Yes. Um. Uh, I also like that. Uh, Frats is a, is an exclamation. So FRATS! that that's sh-
1: what Mandalorian should have said. When the floor fell off from underneath him and he tried to drop an F-bomb. He should have said a frat. Well, maybe that's what they were implying that he was going to say. But But I mean, fuck and frat have two different. (laughs) Maybe that was Uh, Pedro Pascal's fault. See, this is where Star Wars is at this point. It's like somebody could make a, you, you, you you were talking earlier about Harrison Ford getting to riff and just try lines. Star Wars isn't that anymore because you might riff and try a line that's incongruous with like some actual psychopaths web of star wars that they have uh-huh. on their it's wall true. and yeah. then you might be pedro pascal might be finding himself you know on the wrong end of a pipe bomb mailed to him from somebody who just loves star wars too much very so. possible
0: but okay well let's we'll stick on this on this topic for just a few more seconds um uh going to uh feed the sarlacc what do you think that means take a shit yeah i <laughs> going like to the bathroom <laughs> i'm gonna go feed the sarlacc I, like that. <laughs> I think that's amazing uh and uh the other one that i had was sweating like a gumdan mustafar
1: sweating like a gumdan mustafar it's very hot it's just I very I guess so yeah
0: <laughs> but anyways i see now that we've uh briefly ventured into the mandalorian the, the thing i will say is i think the reason why the mandalorian season one and part of season two uh were so popular especially mandalorian season one mm-hmm. was because you were in the star wars universe yeah but you weren't trying to fuck around with everybody. You weren't else. doing like the fate of no, the universe. No, you were. You were just well, not even just the fate of universe. You just didn't. You existed in this world, and mm-hmm. you existed in the in the preth, plethora of Star Wars nooks and crannies, nooks yeah. and crannies that they are. Yeah, and yet you didn't have to be directly
1: related to anything that Skywalker until. Luke Skywalker Whoa. literally shows up at the end of season two. I and know now we are firmly rooted in. Well, that's what I mean as with an, as, Ahsoka and, and, and all that stuff too. And that shit ruins it for me. Kind of and me I, too. And I,
0: and I, and, I, and like the Star Wa- Star Walker should have been a trilogy. Skywalker. Skywalker. Fucking dude, I'm I, saving dude. you from dude, pipe bombs I, right I, now, dude. I do <laughs> <laughs> This is I'm two drinks, three. Am I three? I'm three drinks in. So now we're going Star Walker. Yes, but it, so the yes. Skywalker. Should have been a trilogy.
1: I agree with you. It should have never have been all about and, Skywalker.
0: And and maybe he shows up. I I thought he did a great job as like kind of a disgruntled Yoda s
1: character in, in that in uh, the Last Jedi. In the Last Jedi. So I am about to put my neck on the line here. I like that movie mm-hmm. as a you know somebody who has a very personal and deep relationship going back. My entire life, because I was born in nineteen eighty-five with Star Wars. So all of the original three were out at that point. So again, you don't own this if you don't agree with me. I also have the right to love Star Wars, independent of whatever you think I should how I should love it. Yeah. Um I like The Last Jedi because it tried to do exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The Skywalkers don't matter. They're just like Luke is like every fucking other Skywalker is a super hitler. Like is a space like we can't, we gotta not do this. Yeah. And Ray, you're just somebody like anybody could be the most powerful Jedi it doesn't have to be the son of Anakin Skywalker the grandson of the Emperor or any of that dumb shit that they do when all the people got mad 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 that Ray's parents were just dirt farmers and she just happened to have the force like out the yin yang Um, because there's that line when um, Kylo Ren says your parents were nothing or something to that effect Uh then you've always known that you come from nothing you're not Important, but you have the Force, and then that movie ends with a little kid in the stables. Some kid sweeps in the stables, but he has the Force, and can he? He can force the broom over to him while he sweeps to almost literally beat you over the head with the idea that anybody, lowborn, highborn, a Skywalker or a kid who sweeps the stables, can have the Force and be an amazing Jedi or Sith. It's just the way it works. But mm, oh, sorry, the Legion of very, very scary people. <laughs> went out on mass and took to your favorite website Reddit and others in Twitter and harassed the shit out of a multinational corporation that if it wanted to could actually have people killed and got them <laughs> to retcon that shit yeah. to be like no 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 actually ray is somebody really important from that original series sorry we're sorry yeah. undo 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 we're super sorry and what we end up with this is a fucking completely creatively bankrupt piece of shit rise of skywalker movie and yes if you are currently screwing the cap on a pipe bomb right now i deserve it i guess if you feel that strongly i think that movie sucks and i think that the um last jedi was actually a pretty damn worthy entry in the series because it was kind of trying to put an end to this whole skywalker obsession anyway
0: and not. i mean okay so i am Completely on board with everything that you said. So when I, I, I get that pipe bomb shaped yeah. package, I'll <laughs> open it with you. <laughs> what could this and, be? And, and I was on dude, board. Home Depot just delivered something, dude. <laughs> did, I, did I? I'm on board mostly because I felt like with the second installment of this newest series, they really tried to make the dark side and the light side feel a little bit more gray. You know, like they actually were trying to be like like i was i was totally pro like kylo and ray go off and start their own fucking empire yeah i love that twist like i think that would have been amazing cuz it also then it would have been so different from like what the original trilogy. And that's was. kind of like,
1: what that movie was saying, right? Like, yeah, it was like, this whole system to... doesn't work. Yeah. We need like, a new system. We need a new system. And that's kind of what, like, Kylo Ren was offering Ray. Like, yo, totally. let's team up. You be the light one, I be the dark one. We do things together.
0: And I think it was so perfect in conjunction with the first one of this trilogy, mm-hmm. where the first one of this trilogy was entertaining as fuck to watch. Are you talking about
1: uh Force Awakens? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But it was. It, literally a rehash of, of a new, new hope. hope. Yeah. It, it was almost shot for shot. The it's same, a movement. lot of the same. Yeah. 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 And then, and then we jump into a, the second one and it feels so vastly different that it felt like, okay, all right, I'm here for this. Like we're, we're going to jump into a new star Wars universe that, that feels a little different. And as the we go into the future the page. yeah, we're going to go into the future and we're going to feel different. And then they retconned like a bunch of, I did actually, you know, to, to be fair, I've never watched the third oh, one in this buddy. series. I've seen so... it.
1: I saw it twice. I watched it and I was have... like this is very very bad. And then I watched it like a year or two later to see if it still was bad. And I was like it's even worse than I remember. Yeah. Like it's just man, I mean, I don't I don't I don't want to we're not here to talk about that movie yeah. and and you know litigate all that nonsense even though we already have been. But uh, (laughs) this movie, anyway. Yeah, we should probably circle back to this. This is a good ass movie. This is a good ass movie. It's a well-made movie. The characters are incredible. The story moves along. People who made this were not nerf herders. They were not nerf herders. (laughs) Luke. In tradition with Star Wars movies, cuts this fucking Yeti's arm right off using his we're lightsaber.
0: Still, we're still in the fucking oh, we're it, in we're the still Yeti out. cave, dude. We're cow, still dude, out. cow fall down yeah. was not that long ago.
1: <laughs> so he slices this Yeti's arm off, which was like I, yeah. I love that because it's like another moment, like just from the first Star Wars movie, where you're like, whoa, lightsabers are brutal. Actually, yeah. they're not like you know, it's like totally a, a weapon from a more elegant time or whatever. Yeah, Alan Guinness says Alan Guinness says in the first movie. Yeah, um, but like. Yeah, slices this thing's arm off. Luke goes out in the storm. He's immediately overwhelmed by the cold because it is a cold planet. Han shows up. You know, his uh, his little creature there dies. Cow fall down again. Ha- Han slices its belly open, sticks it inside. Great effect, too. Great the, like, with the guts pouring yeah, out. It's so awesome. the guts so pouring awesome. out. It's such a great effect. And and yeah, they make it through the night. And I love that whole part. Um, it's great. Well,
0: also, while, he, while he's like freezing to death, he sees uh, right. Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's like, run to Dagobah. You will go to the Dagobah. Have you...
1: It's funny because he sees, I was actually thinking about this when he brought this up. I'm glad you brought this up. And I know this has probably been talked about before on other podcasts, but you're listening to mm-hmm. this one. So come so, along for the yeah. ride. Yeah. Um, Luke actually sees Obi-Wan's forest ghost right before Han shows up right mm-hmm. before. So he gets out of the cave, but he's injured mm-hmm. from, from the Yeti and, and he's tired and it's super duper cold. And so he's like falling down. He's like basically dying. And, um, Obi-Wan's ghost shows up and says, you will go to the Dagobah system and train with Yoda or something along those lines. Mm. This made me wonder, can he see the future? It was like, he wasn't like, if you live, you'll go. He's like, you will. This will happen. So it's like, does that mean that when you're a force ghost, you're like outside of time? I mean, Yoda is famously capable of, casting out into the future he has that great line about how in motion the future is which i love yeah the idea of like there's just too many variables to yeah. really like you could see potential outcomes and luke lacks the uh he lacks the foresight or he lacks the clarity of sight to understand that the future that he sees when he sees his friends in danger isn't set it could be that future and yeah. he but he follows it because yeah. he's too impulsive and yoda's seen the future i'm using air quotes yeah enough to know that not always that doesn't always happen the way he sees it because mm-hmm. it's in motion whatever. Yeah. But it kind of made me wonder with the force ghost, if that's different for them because they're like dead, if they're like outside of time anyway,
0: or he's just trying to use his, he's just
1: like, Hey, hang in there, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. You're going <good. laughs> you ever... to be fine, buddy. This... Listen to me. Are you a Dr. Luke? <laughs> You're going to be okay. <laughs> did you,
0: uh, in the early two thousands. Yeah. There was a star Wars rap that came out. Did you ever, did you listen to that at all? the child no (laughs) did you not did you not hear this (laughs) this is whenever i hear dagobah No, that it this um, this is this kind of goes back to the like how much star wars
1: perforated Mm -hmm. into the zeitgeist Mm -hmm. of the world but like one of my favorite words by the way my wife actually tells me when i use it too much wow okay that's enough i don't want to get sued no no wow but luke use the force to run, run to Dagoba. all right run to and he calls him a nerf herder in the in the song yeah so, yeah no that's excellent it's, i'm gonna have to listen to that one it's a,
0: It's great but for some reason this this song is also i don't i didn't remember this song i don't i don't remember listening to this song but as soon as they saw that force goes and he goes, you need to go to Dagobah
1: or you, just you will go to...
0: to... I just like, in my head, I was like,
1: run to oh, Dagobah, run to Dagobah. Like... Dude, <laughs> listeners cannot see the detached manic look in Cameron's eyes as he started remembering. It was truly unsettling. It just, it just, it just happened. I don't even know how it happened. Um. So after Luke is rescued by Han, mm-hmm. the next morning, there's these pilots flying rogue 2 they're flying these like cool, like ice planet, Amazing, like ships. Yeah. They're really awesome. You know, them. you've seen the yeah. characters, no, but these, sure. these pilots are characters and they're barely in the movie No, and they sure. die within, you know, 15 minutes of meeting them. They're all dead. So, yeah. but you, but you're like, when they die, you're like, Oh no, schlubby pilot. I liked <laughs> I know, you. You know, I know it's like, totally. you feel it. They're not just like, no. Oh, soulless, Abercrombie model. I don't know. Whatever. no and and or in cw no, actor and, or whatever and, or computer animated Fucking yeah, yeah yeah exactly hey, we hate movies yeah but um <laughs> dude i have to say when they Ugh. rescue luke and he's in that tank and he seems to be having like a crazy nightmare or something and then he wakes up he's in the bath bath the tank bam the tank bath the tank whatever Somewhere, it yeah. is the floaty tank that heals yeah. you and he gets out high bombs coming yeah, I know it's come. It's been coming, dude. It's like it's like No Country for Old Men. Yeah, this pipe bomb has been traveling for twenty years to reach you. <laughs> it's like fucking Anton Chigurh over here. Uh, so when Leia kisses Luke to piss Han totally. off, because that's like a whole sub thing of this whole movie is like Han is nipping at Leia because he knows she has feelings for him. It's it's dicey territory the way Han interacts toward Leia. It's only not dicey if you consider the fact. that that he understands what her feelings are yeah and that he actually also has those feelings towards her as well and what he's doing is trying to get her to admit her feelings and totally. to just drop her pride totally you know and 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 if you if the way harrison ford plays it is a big part of why it doesn't feel outright 100 yeah because it's like he is low-born he's a mm-hmm. low-born dude and she's a princess and yet mm-hmm. he's trying to say princess i know you have feelings for me so like just say the thing and we can all move on with our yeah, lives. Totally. Like say you want me to stick around because you love me, not because you think I'm a good fighter. I'm an all right yeah. fighter. I'm an all right pilot. I am I know I'm good at what I do, but why you really want me here totally. is because we're in a war and you want love. And that's a totally natural feeling to have in times of catastrophe. Yeah. So it's like... I, I think which that is why that line at the end, like, so perfect. It's, it is, that is the entire summation of totally. their story for yeah. this movie. Yeah. And it's why it's, yes, it's, it's iconic because yeah. it's like, yeah, I know. Obviously. Why do you think I've been needling you this whole yeah, movie? Why do you think because I've been a I, fucking weirdo this yeah, entire Yeah, because I know you movie. love me and, yeah. I lo- and I love you too. Yeah. Why? I would have peaced out if I didn't, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's great. But when she kisses Luke, you know, uh-huh. I'm like. I'm going to order another. <laughs> <laughs> All the, yeah, if we, if we have to deal with. Well. And I don't know the truth of this. We not, don't know but... that they're brother and sister at this point. Yeah. But I do know that they're brother and sister. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh yeah. Exactly. Now. <laughs> and there's two bro sis kisses in this movie. I th- I kind of think Luke keeps getting hurt just so he can get kisses from Leia. Cause at the end, when, when he drops into the millennium Falcon, after getting mm-hmm. his hand cut off and, and falling through that impossible room mm-hmm. and going down the shoot yeah. and popping out and, and, and Lando grabs him Yeah. yeah. when Leia puts him in like the sick bay, Hmm. Of the Millennium Falcon, she, kiss, she kisses him again. On the lips? On the lips. Oh, I
0: didn't know And that. it's just, that it's a quick peck.
1: It's its 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 more of like a, I hope you're okay kind of kiss. Yeah. But I was like, oh, so begins Luke's, you know, um, complex of pretending. Owie, owie, I hurt my knee, Leia. Like, so begins, you know, because <laughs> he, he knows, let's have some whiskey. <laughs> uh-huh. So Cameron, this whole thing where... Luke gets taken by the Yeti, right? And We're still if Han hadn't gone out looking for him, mm-hmm. right? Theoretically, Luke would have died. Mm-hmm. and But no one would have ever known because the mm-hmm. Empire would have come, you know, because like what happens in the movie, afterwards. they come like right after. And and everybody would have had to cheese it out of that planet anyway. And they always would have been wondering, where was Luke? What happened to Luke? Luke would have turned into a cold case. Now, Cameron, do you like true crime? <laughs> <laughs> yes i i you do like i do like true
0: Crime. there are approximately 8409 cold cases in
1: pennsylvania this is one of them so our good buddy casey over at the deluxe edition network and this is the guy who runs the network we're on you can't see but he's actually standing right behind me with a blaster to my head now casey has a new show Berks County Unsolved, because it deals with specifically unsolved crimes in Pennsylvania. So if you, and I'm guessing that's where Berks County is. Sorry, folks of Pennsylvania. I'm not super familiar with your state. I have been. I love it. It's a great state. It's wonderful. If you're into true crime, check them out. Good show. Berks County. Anyway, back to Star Wars, which, (laughs) you know, has some, probably a lot of unsolved mysteries. When you think about it, you spread across the entire galaxy. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that unsolved mysteries just sort of like go with the territory. They probably have like less. They probably, See, they probably, Disney plus. Here's yeah. your show. Here's your show. The, the unsolved mysteries of the star Wars <laughs> universe, dude, tonight. Dude, well, just, just a fucking day. De- he
0: was a bantha pilot. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a fucking detective yeah. trying to solve a murder yeah. in, in star Wars universe. That would be dope. Actually. No, it would be amazing. Yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. It's like, that is, that is Disney's problem right now is yeah. that they think every show that they come out with right now has to do with like the characters that were already established and all yes. this stuff. It's like, how does it fit into this but, like
1: larger yeah, thing? But whatever. that's why,
0: that's why Mandalorian season
1: one was so amazing. Was so great. Because you had a random character. Just doing Doing shit. random shit. And in the. It was against the backdrop of the story you were yeah, familiar with, the of course. falling of the empire, it's like all the yeah. the the stormtrooper helmets on spikes. Like oh, It exactly. Felt like we were in post-war. Yeah. But it wasn't like the whole entire show no. was about that, and yeah. we
0: didn't have to. And we didn't have to worry about any of the main. Characters. It was kind it was of just amazing. what it was. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And if you had that, like, just mm-hmm. give me a fucking random ass planet, yeah, the random ass city and a noir. Fucking detective show. I mean, I love that. I will say Andor felt like that a little oh bit. Oh my god! Yeah, Andor, Andor felt like that. He's
1: amazing. Yeah, but that's I mean, like really fucking good show. But
0: that's what I mean. It's like when you when you take a an idea, yeah, and it's a fun idea, mm-hmm. and then you just take it and you put it into the Star Wars universe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That shit is amazing.
1: Yeah, Andor but, is incredible. But when you like, try, can't recommend that enough.
0: When you try to like loop it in to the
1: Skywalkers, it's too much.
0: It's it just fucking. It's like I, I, no just, one, no I check one,
1: out. Skarsgård, um, Stellan Skarsgård. At no point in Andar is in Andor is St- Stellan Skarsgård, who is like essentially the financier of the mm-hmm. Empire or of the rebellion, the guy mm-hmm. who's like funding it, mm-hmm. which isn't a great concept. To think about. To plumb. Those are great depths to plumb. Totally. At no point is he worried about Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader or anybody. It's like the Emperor is a thing because he's politically a thing and it's a political show. But it's like, what a great, great, great show Andor is. I I, like, to me, I think the original trilogy is phenomenal.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, After the original trilogy, it's like Rogue One. Good movie. Andor and Mandalorian Season 1 are, like, mm-hmm. the best show. Because, like, you're giving me something new. You're, like, you're we're still existing in this universe, which yeah. is fun to be in. But, like, we're playing around with new ideas. Kind of and fun you, to think and about. you don't know what Mount Mandalorians very well. You don't
1: know, the, like, the lore you, of Mandalorian. Unfortunately, you get kind of deep into it in that new season to the point that it's, like, I mean, I don't want to talk shit because I mean, it's just it's exhausting. But it's basically a little you you get maybe too much information yeah. about Mandalorians <laughs> in season three. It was better when you didn't know as much, in my opinion, as a layman, as somebody who has a relationship with Star yeah. Wars that isn't like it isn't my life. I I'm, just like what it. I'm gonna do mm-hmm.
0: is I'm gonna start from the very beginning,
1: dude. You said this about Godzilla, <laughs> and I'm still waiting to hear about how many because you know how many fucking Godzilla movies There's there too are. Many. Too tried. many. I tried, I tried, so and many. I
0: stopped. But, It was just too many. Uh, (laughs) You said you were going to go down a Godzilla hole, dude. (laughs) And I did for a a brief moment. I watched a lot of Godzilla. And then I watched that new season of the Monarch season, which was entertaining. And I'm still waiting for uh, one, minus one. I really want to see that. I know. I want to see that. And that's supposedly an amazing film. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. But anyways... I was thinking about, I'll start from the beginning and I'll go to the end chronologically mm-hmm. so that I can, uh, when in season three, nice. when we <laughs> watch Return of the Jedi, <laughs> nice. I will be incredibly knowledgeable mm. about the
1: lore of Star Wars. I love That's, that. That'll be the plan. I love that. Mm-hmm. So uh, in this film... Which we anyway, are here to talk about. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a Star uh, Wars. Yeah. movie. We're, we're gonna be all over the bat. And you know this we movie are like way Br- Brandon Ivey yeah. said it like yeah. in 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 why he recommended this as an episode for our program was this is a great bar movie because everybody has totally knowledge about this movie and, even and, somebody who's like Star Wars illiterate like I almost borderline am you have seen this movie probably at least two times totally and least. there's and there's
0: three there's basically three parts yeah you have Hoth which yeah. is the ice planet which is great. And the ice plan is broken down into two parts, mm-hmm. which is Luke, Luke and then, getting and then and the battle, the battle,
1: which we should we should tuck into that because yeah. it's incredible. And then
0: like, and then just we'll we'll just we'll come back to it. But then you have run away training run away. Uh, you have Yoda trading, and Astro you have Asteroid Belli- Belt.
1: Yeah. And then you have Cloud City. And then you have Cloud City, and where so, everybody comes together. Three-act structure, beautiful here. Everybody yeah. comes together for the last act. Totally. Really, really it gorgeously works well. written. Yeah, exactly. Really gorgeously it written.
0: Just, it just... Everyone separates for the second beautiful. act. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You, they're together for the first, separate mm-hmm. for
1: the second. And the second act is a little lengthier than the other two. Yeah. I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So anyways, uh, last part on Hoth is they're fighting. This, it's this, a great scene. This is amazing. So it's like
1: Luke is better but that droid like that was the squid monster mm-hmm. thing it gets blown up but like it got the signal out now there's totally. a great little moment here it's a real it's not a blink and you miss it because it comes to be a big thing but like um when we cut to vader's death star or mm-hmm. excuse me i just did it too we cut yeah. to vader's star destroyer and it's mm-hmm. like a little cooler than the other ones which i appreciate mm-hmm. um there is like this moment where like this one Imperial guy is like, sir, we're picking up like a message from the ice planet of Hoth from one of our drones. Uh And this other empire guy is like, it's nothing. It could be smugglers. You idiot. And Uh Vader's like, no, let me think about this for a second. It's definitely them. And the dude who was trying to be like, it's nothing. You're stupid. um, Gives the technician a look like you motherfucker. just made me look stupid in front of the boss. But it's like Uh the technician was right. It Uh really was the rebels. Later, that guy gets killed by Vader. gets choked to death through the TV, which I love. Vader's like, he calls this guy specifically to kill him on a FaceTime call, which I very much love. But I had a thought after, because we were just talking about Andor, and and the whole world of spies and the idea, because Andor's heavy on that idea. Like, there's a guy who turns out to be an Imperial spy, but he's working for the Rebellion, and he's working for Stellan Skarsgård, but he's like in the room with the, like, equivalent of, like, the Empire's um, CIA as they're, like, doing their, you know, nefarious intelligence yeah. gathering um it made me think you know kind of looking at it through that lens like i wonder if this guy was actually a rebel sympathizer <laughs> he's like ah, no 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 there's nothing on hoth you're crazy yeah and then like kind of, try, totally trying to like downplay Choke. it just and then choked yeah out. this guy gets choked out by vader later and it's great because like vader is just like killing he is a pithy bitch in this movie dude well, it's true like the way james it's... earl Do- jones does vader's voice like yeah. when that guy like uh, later a different guy totally screws up and lets uh the millennium falcon get away mm-hmm. and he's like well i'll just take a shuttle over to lord vader's craft and i'll apologize in person mm-hmm. and everything will be fine smash cut to him being fucking strangled to death yeah and then vader's like apology accepted and yeah it's like Ooh. <laughs> totally. it's, I think like it's he's
0: amazing t- he's totally and being it, like well it's it's funny because like if you watch the original trilogy yeah you don't get how Fucking brutal, Darth Vader becomes like yeah. which is which is it's it's kind of in- interesting as like Anakin becomes Darth Vader, right? Sure. First of all, in Anakin in the in the prequel, he like fucking kills all those children. Yeah, right? he's
1: murdering kids. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then and then he becomes Darth Vader, and in the books, because uh, I read I think two books that included Darth Vader and right mm. and Darth Vader is horrible. Like he is a horrible horrible person Hmm. and you don't really get that in the original trilogy and so like his his kind of like come come to jesus moment or whatever you know like where he kind of becomes a good person uh, return to the jedi yeah and return to the jedi where he like kind of like his arc kind of comes back and he's a good person at the end you're like oh he's a good guy but If you like think about like the canon of Darth Vader. It's too much. He can never be a good guy. His his canon is like, I'm going to murder hundreds and hundreds of people. And then, and brutally, like not even give a shit. Like I don't, I really, like I have so much power that I really give so little shit about
1: anybody. I will just murder them. You see some of that in Rogue One. You get a little and bit of that. very yeah. you get a little and you also get a little bit of it in, in Obi okay, yeah. Pretty okay. Pretty basically good. I would great. say Obi-Wan's not bad. Not great,
0: but I good. I like
1: I kinda liked Obi-Wan. Obi Wan yeah. show where he's he's pretty menacing. He's and fucking pretty brutal. brutal. Yeah. And the problem with those shows though, and this is always the issue when you do these between movies or you just missed yeah. it or it happened over here and you weren't looking, kind of retconny stuff, is yeah. it's like his power is brutal. Wildly inconsistent in oh, yeah. the movies and these stories. Like oh, sure. Obi Wan, you know, he stops a ship from flying away with the Force. He grabs a ship out of the air and pulls it back to the ground. Yeah, with his Force powers. If he had that kind of power, he would have just, as soon as at the end of this movie, when Luke showed up in Cloud City, he'd have just lifted him up like a little. Like a, like a, like a, you know, just lift yeah. him up with the force and just dropped him right in inside the carbonite <laughs> freezing deal. He yeah. just frozen him instead. Yeah. Because we didn't know that that's what we were going to do. And that's kind of my beef with retconning in general is like. In general. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of creates a lot of inconsistencies if you're not yeah. going to be consistent in your retconning at least. But whatever. Blah, blah, well, blah.
0: true. And I think like, even if you think about like the way the fight scenes were done in the original trilogy. Yeah. They were very much thought of as like samurai fights. Totally. Like, very
1: much calculated hits. Calculated. Not like, this like crouching tiger, like total. totally flourishing sort of sword totally. fighting like we get in the prequels. Which in the prequels, it's much like, more well, prequels dance-y. Is fucking crazy yeah. dancy. And they're flipping everywhere. Yeah. And
0: but then in in the more recent stuff, it's less dancy, but still just like. It's a lot of combos. Oh, a lot of combos. And like, we're like using the, the force yeah. and
1: yeah we're pushing and grabbing and 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 there's a fair amount of like vader pummels luke with like a bunch of metal boxes in this he uses the force but i mean it's like it's again it's it's because of the time at which the movie was made for sure you know compared to now when we're going and inserting stories that take place supposedly between these movies Mm -hmm. or whatever it kind of changes things a bit. totally but i I,
0: you know there's a part of me that loves the idea of samurai fights in the sense that like in the sense that
1: like your dad was like around kurosawa right like you yeah, knew him
0: but I, I and i love i just fucking read the book shogun and that show's about to come out and i'm fucking and excited it's as getting shit bomb reviews yeah. it's
1: getting really good reviews yeah
0: no i'm, I'm super excited but the, all that aside the the thing that i'm i like about the idea of samurai fights in the sense of star wars is you have this blade yeah. right you have this this lightsaber sure that can cut through anything
1: and it has no edge it has no All edge. edges all three anybody oh, for who, sure. anybody who watches forged in fire <laughs> would understand immediately <laughs>
0: the power of the blade yeah. that has well, multiple and, edges and they, and they kind of touch on this on some of the other star wars lore that like to hold the lightsabers really hard like mm. it, it takes a lot of like force because this laser is going out and you actually have to Contain the laser with your hmm. force ability. It's like, to like push away from you. Yeah, it's like, it's tr- and so you have to like contain the laser with your force abilities okay. to be able to like wield it. Which like is why like, not everybody
1: can just pick up a lightsaber and do shit with it. Like yeah, Han because... fires up a lightsaber for like two seconds in this movie to slice open that the cow fall down yeah. belly yeah so he can put luke inside but it's like at no point does he whip, pick one up and start like whipping it around later
0: no because you wouldn't because a person without the ability to manipulate the force cannot actually wield a lightsaber mm. and i like i love that idea it's cool that that's the reason why people with the force can actually
1: so use Is that why like john boyega in the uh in the the new sequels it's like he's force sensitive like he was supposed to have the force until yeah. all the racists like lost their fucking mind mm. and so then we just called him force sensitive <laughs> because he could like wh- he could like actually hold, hold the, the lightsaber and yeah. use it that's yeah. cool i like that a lot that's yeah really
0: cool. no and i think there's there's a part of that that's fucking amazing and yeah. i wish and i wish that was like
1: a little bit more of it i would love to um, see that in a movie a bit like somebody try to use one and it just like almost like shoots out of their hand yeah that, that'd yeah. be kind of cool but whatever.
0: Anyway. No, anyways. Uh That I think that's cool when you start thinking about like samurai battles. Yeah, a lot of samurai fights. Yeah, is it wasn't just like hit 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 hit. No, No, it was one. It was it was patience Mm -hmm. because the person who hit first was often the person who hit
1: last, waiting for that moment. Yeah, and you you get that in the lightsaber fight in this movie totally. Like it and 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 also in um a new hope with Obi Wan and Darth Vader. that's very much. Like samurai. a samurai fight. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's been said before by greater Star Wars minds than me that part of, like, the beautiful sort of concoction that is Star Wars is is almost equal parts western and samurai mm-hmm. mixed together. Because there are elements in samurai films that are very much like westerns because it's that idea of the wandering gunslinger or the wandering ronin or the wandering yeah. samurai, whatever. It, There's, like, an overlap there and that it, was already and taking it, place. And it
0: works... When you think of I and this is like kind of in the in the canon of spectrum of when you think of like Rogue One at the end of Rogue One and Darth Vader walks in and he just fucking
1: annihilates Jason people. Voorhees' is all those rebels. Yeah, yeah,
0: he just annihilates him. But then and then the next fight scene that you technically chronologically that you see with yeah. Darth Vader is him fighting Obi-Wan. Yeah. And it's a very slow fight scene. And if you think about it, you're like, Okay, if you're a dude who's amazing at fighting. Yeah. And you have a bunch of dudes who don't know, don't anything. know anything. You just fucking untitle You just walk right through him. them. You walk
1: through them. But you come but up you against come up because like dude who you like won, Yeah. And, you're and like, you make one okay. wrong move. Yeah. And he can cut you in half. You ought to slow down yeah. and think about it. And I think that's amazing. I love that. Like I love yeah. and that idea. you get that in this movie as well. When totally. Luke and Vader show down, Vader says to him at one point, like, you've learned a lot. Totally. Like, And it's like... If you just watch what's happening on the screen through the eyes of somebody who's been jaded by a million insane action sequences from a million insane movies, you're like, (laughs) has he? But if you think about it in terms of a samurai film, it's like... Yeah, you didn't immediately get your head cut off by Darth Vader. You've learned a lot, dude. You're not dude, dead. You're not congratulations on being dead. very I good. I know, seriously. Yeah, seriously, because this
0: guy is fucking. He's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah, he's so, gonna fucking. He murders children. He's so good at killing. He's the guy He knows
1: how to kill. Yeah, yeah. he knows In how like to kill every way.
0: And the, and and you know we're we're at this fight scene now, but like he is this scene. Is so
1: good. Are you like, talking about the the showdown between Luke yeah, and Vader, and which and, is like we we have cruised right on through to the end of the movie, folks. Yeah, but I mean, but you've we'll seen we'll it. cut back through yeah, to the we'll, middle we'll eventually. But yeah, like, but
0: there. he, they are cutting parts and steam is flying and like, just thinking about like.
1: It makes lightsabers seem so dangerous because when yeah. they touch anything, it cuts. It's like and sparks it sh- are shooting everywhere. Yeah, yeah they they seem like insanely dangerous weapons. Totally, and and
0: yeah, it elevates the power of them for sure. And part of what elevates it is the practical fucking effects oh, that yeah. they're using. One hundred percent. Right. Yeah. yeah. you're hitting something and fucking steam is spraying out and all of a sudden you you feel it it. Mm -hmm. and you're like shit and and the actors are
1: reacting to it as well like when i know which part you're talking about when mark hamill slices when vader slices like a tube in half and starts spraying steam and mark hamill grabs that tube and aims at it vader yeah it's like the actor who is in the vader suit is like blinded also yeah the character and the actor yeah so it's not like computer fog no where he has to pretend like imagine you were blinded no he just actually is yeah so it creates that level of realism for sure it's just impossible to recreate without actually putting your actors in situations and in places sets that allow them to do the thing that you paid them to do which is act yeah so you know
0: one of the other things i thought was amazing about this scene in particular was the fight uh, between the two yeah yeah was uh how much they kept the i am your father thing under wraps oh
1: yeah Uh, except for you know it's like if you know it's coming i firmly believe that they did not know that lucas did not plan on luke being vader's son in the first one in a new hope, probably not. But in this movie, they start seeding it right away, and if you know, you know, you see it right away. But it's 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 if you didn't know, if you were in the theaters,
0: well, right? Well, when they when they for the script, they didn't tell it. They wrote a completely different script. The dude who was acting as Vader hmm. was actually reading different lines, and the director and uh, Mark Hamill and George Lucas were the only. People who knew mm. that Darth Vader was the father because they didn't want Whoa. him to get out before the movie was released. So the director like called over Mark Hamill and he was like, "Hey, you should really freak out." Well, he's like, "Here's the deal: Darth Vader's gonna say different lines because the guy who's acting as Darth Vader is gonna read different. Or is gonna say different lines, but
1: David Prowse. Yeah, yeah, but
0: he's he's your he's your he's gonna say, i 'I'm your father,' mm. right? And so Mark Hamill looped he 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 under he knew that five minutes before he did that
1: scene. Oh
0: wow! And then and so then when he did that scene, he's like acting like he's it's like made,
1: acting like he just got the news broken yeah, to him because he literally because he got literally the news. did.
0: I love shit like that. I know, and it's fucking amazing. And I it's love like that. well, and then
1: and the dude who's like acting as because
0: <laughs> they, they recorded over him because they have of course uh, James a, Earl a, Jones. Yeah, James yeah. Earl Jones doing the voice, but like the legendary it's, James it's, Earl it's, Jones. It's and James Earl Jones was like when I read that he was like. No way. Because, like, I, I watched this interview with him. He's like, when I read that he was his father's, like, no way. Darth Vader's a lying. There's no way that's possible. No way. I wonder how they're going to red-cut. your come. feelings, James Earl <laughs> well, Jones. He, well, he was, like, he was like, I wonder how they're going to, like, solve this lie that I'm just, like, telling to, like, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, but I just, I think that's, um, like. I love that. That's, well, that's one of those things that, like, that, once again, perforated the zeitgeist. Yeah.
1: is is so there's a whole joke of like almost like a mandela effect joke about how it's like i am your father i am your father i'm your father like everybody has a different recollection of the way vader delivers that line yeah you know because it's such an impactful moment it's like stuck in everybody's minds somewhat differently
0: yeah but imagine like going to the movie theater and seeing that for the
1: first time and just being like oh
0: holy fucking
1: shit and and yoda dropping the little line when obi-wan's like if if luke dies like it's all over all hope is lost and yoda's like no there is another i know it's like you're like who could it be yeah i know i I know it's brilliant i love it no and it's so before any of that yeah (laughs) before literally any of that shit happens (laughs) we do have this amazing ground invasion of hoth we've got all the stuff you love we've got a Great snow battle. We've got fighter pilots flying. We've got the big walking camel things that shoot lasers. We have what I call a 10-minute villain, which is like a character that gets introduced to be the villain for the next 10 minutes, but they're not Uh the villain for the whole movie. This guy who's leading the ground invasion, you get a lot of shots of him. He seems like a real crick yeah but you don't really know he has anything a about him I mean, he has some, bag penis helmet. he has no real arc or story <laughs> yeah, outside no, of he's yeah. the villain for the next yeah. 10 minutes of the film no, for sure and i love a good 10 minute villain and um this is where you have the stuff with like luke you know instructing the other fighters how to like one trip the fucking, things with the cable yeah, and make them amazing. fall down and, Dude, it's and, and amazing. I, you get one of my favorite favorite tropes in any kind of war movie and it's star wars it's in the title yeah um where the guy's like i feel like i could take on the whole empire i only wish i could be you know like that guy yeah like he's like luke's co-pilot yeah he's like how you feeling there dax And he's like i feel like i could take on the whole empire luke and it's like okay start a timer over this guy's head because yeah. he's dead And <laughs> it's only missing the yeah. like I only just wish I could be there for the birth of my baby daughter my yeah. wife's giving birth today <laughs> I sure hope I can you know what I mean yeah, it's like no, it's like sure. this guy is dead and sure enough he dies. Yeah, he dies and not only does he die but when Luke's ship crashes later and Luke's trying to like take the body out of the ship he can't get this dude out of the sea quick enough and he just has to bail and that yeah. fucking giant robot stips on the plane and you know yeah. that guy's dead body yeah. just got no, pancaked sure. <laughs> so but it's, it's like amazing it's,
0: it's visceral enough to like where it affects you you like, feel it no you yeah. feel it people
1: you, are dying you know. in the star wars yeah like you care like and you actually dying care in front of you like you see the schlubby pilot that i had so much love for he gets blown up and he yeah. dies and you're like oh my god and So we have this amazing scene, right? Luke buys everybody enough time to escape Hoth. All the rebels get out of there. They cheese it. He gets back to his ship. He cheeses it. Han, who is on his way to go pay off his debts to Jabba the Hutt, is forced to put that shit on hold just to save his own hide. Yeah. Leia gets in the Millennium Falcon with him, and they peace out. R2 and C-3PO are separated which is different from the first movie, you know, mm-hmm. where they're basically two halves of the same coin, yeah. kind of like Han yeah. and Chewie, um, but they get split up. So it's kind of a neat subversion of that. Mm-hmm. And thus sets us off on this kind of like we sure. were talking about earlier, this idea that there's like divergent storylines that then mm-hmm. meet up again in the third act. Luke goes to Dagobah to find Yoda. Uh-huh. Han, Chewie, Leia, and C-3PO are just basically trying not to get caught. Yeah, and they're and and the problem is the Millennium Falcon was damaged. Yeah, so they can't do a jump. Hyperdrive. The hyper yeah. yeah, they can't do the hyperdrive, and um, but there's this excellent scene when they're maneuvering around the Star Destroyers and two Star Destroyers almost crash. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to like catch them. I just. Think that is some of the most visually stunning shit ever it's amazing and, and it looks i know amazing because I, I watched this on disney plus um i'm getting the updated yeah, version it's, not it's the up- one i watched when i was a kid watching yeah. it on the vhs and i frankly would love to be able to have access to that because some of these insert shots that they put in with the new computer animation i don't need it i don't yeah. like it and it takes me out of the movie
0: yeah like but
1: I, they i mean even still the shit mean, you're right that, even with that even with still that great
0: it's still like the shit that they used it's great fucking holds up it's so it, like good. it holds up i mean like it's, they're it's and when they g- jump into the asteroid belt some of those so asteroids good. some of those asteroids are potatoes but you don't realize it because it's <laughs> fucking amazing is that true yeah no they used they like didn't they were having a really hard time making uh ast- <laughs> asteroids really? like they were having a really hard time like creating asteroids so there's like, you know what, some of the ones that are far away, let's just fucking use potatoes. <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and when we're all done filming for the day, we'll have ourselves a tasty potato bake off.
0: But I'm just think, I think that's amazing. It's like it's it's fucking it it works. It it's looks so, good. so
1: fucking good. And, and it like And that sequence is so exciting by the way. And it, when when Han flies in totally. to the asteroid belt and and Leia's like are you crazy and he's like they'd be crazy to follow us yeah. and some tie fighters follow them in and then it's like they're flying through the asteroid belt, right? Like so you have like you have like this macro uh-huh. moment where it's like we're dodging entire asteroids and then Han totally. says I'm going to go in for I'm going to go in closer to one and then we get this zoom in as he's like he goes closer and closer to this asteroid so close to the fact to the point i should say that he's actually flying through canyons on the asteroid and it's giving you a sense of scale yeah like these asteroids in space are so big that you can fly by one yeah or you could fly down to one and it's so big that your ship can fit within geological structures that take place on the asteroid itself, yeah. which is him flying through the canyon. Totally. You have this great moment where the two tie fighters collide yeah. when the canyon narrows, and the Millennium Falcon, of course, can flip and go yeah. right through that little gap. It's beautiful, and these tie fighters explode. We have this amazing moment where he sees he sees a place to hide, and the Millennium Falcon goes it goes up straight in the air, it does a loop de loop, and then dives nose first yeah. down into the um, crater. Yeah, and. That shot is so beautiful to me. And that was not one of these new computer inserts. That's from the original picture. The way it's constructed, I'm like, this is like so engaging. Hey man, what's your bacon? I think you gotta tell everybody what that means first. It's that extra side topping a main course in life that makes everything about your day even better. Whether it's movies, music, cooking, paranormal, video games, whatever it is that helps you unwind, Maybe we can get a little bit inspired. We talk to hot new bands. We are Felicity. And this is Bradley from Emerosa. TV personalities. Hi, my name is Rachel Pizzolatto. Hi, my name is Patty Mickley. Wrestling personalities. Yeah.
0: Hi, everybody, I am Eric the chef. WWE all-of-fame,
1: godfather here. Actors.
0: Mr. Sean Kanan, thank you for joining us.
1: Hello, podcasters. Emo Social Club. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Schrader. Pretty much any like-minded creative across all facets of the entertainment industry. You can check out Bacon is my
0: podcast on all streaming platforms as well as the Strangerhood TV YouTube channel. New episodes drop in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Listen in when we find the answer to the question,
1: What's your bacon? Can I top you off yeah, some please. powers? Uh, uh,
0: I think this movie is like almost perfect when it comes to the concept of problem solving, mm-hmm. is that like you had somebody like George Lucas write write a story. And write a script yeah. right and you had all these other people add the stuff and then all of a sudden you throw it to like uh the the special effects team and they're like all right got it okay yeah we have to f- fucking make this work yeah like we they have to read, figure out read
1: it on paper and they're like hmm. "Hmm, but yeah it's there enough to the point where like collaboratively collaboratively speaking <laughs> As a take two for all you out there in the world, like uh, that's a lot of syllables for somebody who's been drinking as much whiskey as I have. Like it makes it translates, like clearly, like all of the thinkers Mm -hmm. behind it were in the room together. Yeah. And that's the thing I think is missing from a lot of modern films. There's a huge disconnect between the people who are tasked with directing with a capital D. Mm -hmm. and people who are tasked with executing with a lowercase e Mm -hmm. and sometimes those people who are just executors are being left to make directorial decisions Mm -hmm. and therein lies there be monsters you know there is a problem there yeah you don't have the person who has the total vision, the scope of the entire story and how it should look aesthetically, how it should play out, the physics of it, like all these things that are the responsibility of somebody who is a director, if they're not allowed to be part of that decision making process because there's time constraints or budgetary constraints, or there's just too many fucking cooks in the kitchen, like which is what's going on with Disney now. And uh-huh. it's it's a problem that plagues both the Disney Star Wars universe and the Disney Avengers universe. Uh-huh too many cooks like you're missing out on that stuff yeah like you watch this movie it feels cohesive yeah for A- sure i mean even in little shit like the shot i was just describing like I'm, I'm super hung up on it but the way the the millennium falcon does that loop-de-loop and then down into yeah. that's how that ship would maneuver that that's how that ship would execute that maneuver yeah. it's just flawless
0: yeah it's just and so smart and it sets smart. us up so yeah.
1: beautifully for that wtf moment of the fact that they flew down the gullet of a giant space worm yeah
0: no it's I fucking mean, it's amazing
1: incredible and and meanwhile we've got luke and he's landed at the dagobah system and dagobah is just such a amazing mm. planet that they yeah. just
0: created because yoda is a puppet yeah right because it's not computer animated sure because but... they're actually using sets fucking and sets and they're using
1: a fucking puppet. Like how much water is on Dagobah? Like, dude, it's a, it's, a, it's it's amazing. A wet, but they built set.
0: they built the whole thing up a level,
1: mm. like so all the ship of Dagobah, would, sink and everything could happen.
0: Not even just that, oh. but like Yoda has to be
1: under puppeted. a puppeted.
0: So everyone is underneath. So like like and 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 like uh, Mark Hamill can't hear what yoda is saying except for through a, like an earpiece hmm. right so he's having to act towards yoda who's being directed by who's being puppeted by three or four different people wow. right because you have a person who's on the ears sure you have a person on the eyes wow and then you have a person on the mouth and the body right and they're all underneath they're all underneath this like uh, oh, set.
1: It makes, actually com- it makes complete sense. I would have never thought of it if you yeah. hadn't told me, but of course it would all have to be that way because yeah, I mean, Yoda's a puppet. He needs puppeteers. Yeah. It's more than just, he's behind a box like Sesame street or something. It's like, yeah. it has to be under a level yeah. because there has to be an entire infrastructure beneath him to make him do all the things totally. he does.
0: And so it's like a crazy elaborate, like not only, so you have this puppet thing that's going on, yeah. right? which is like, you have four people underground. Yeah. And then you have this director who's having to tell these people what to do, right? Yeah. Because he's looking at the camera. He's like, okay. It's like Yoda, Yoda is Yoda needs to be more a serious. In yeah. This moment no need or needs to
1: look to the left when he's talking about this. Because right? also, it should be stated, dude, that Yoda is delivering like actual, like, philosoph- he's like giving you philosophy. Fucking he's, like, philosophical he's, like, lines saying that, that shit that's like, it's like outright philosophical like that has transcended generations yes and 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 when you really stop to think (laughs) about the fact that a little puppet man is telling you there is no try there is only do yeah and all this fucking stuff and it's like you're always thinking about the future you're always thinking about this think about where you are right now it's like this is like actual sage invite advice coming from a rubber puppet no a hundred percent and you're oh cheers cheers to yoda so wait, when we crash on Dagobah, I think we're ordering another round. Because mm-hmm. we just did.
0: Mm-hmm. 100 percent Uh when you mm, crash on Dagobah, you are good. you are you are ordering another round for I sure. I think Yoda would have liked Powers. Pro- Yoda probably would have loved Powers. This is good whiskey. Um But I mean, uh what I was I was watching this thing and they were talking about how like the director would have to because one, they also have so much fog going in, and sure. and and it's and, very and, like steamy. Mark Hamill had to have a little earpiece in mm-hmm. to know what Yoda was saying, so that he could react to Yoda. Interesting, the Yoda's puppet. words. Yeah, and he said that sometimes if he turned too much, like to the right, all of a sudden he'd pick up like a radio channel. It was like playing like. <laughs> like hotel California and like he's like he's like one yeah he's like one time i turned too much to the right and it was like playing hotel California and I started like singing and dancing and the director like he's like the director got pissed off at me because he's like he's like dude if that happens ignore it you have there because there's so live animals there were snakes yeah there and are live animal. Yeah. like fucking mark hamill got bit by one of the snakes because he was like he was like picking up a snake and the snake just like fucking bit him and oh my gosh <laughs> like he's just he is just it is like you were talking about smoke yeah water puppeteers all the things
1: that are a nightmare like, logistically live
0: animals and then you're trying to do all this at the same time and try to get the shots that you want to get yeah it is an amazingly
1: elaborate set like it's like it's it's a really good set and the way that we're introduced to it, too, as Mark Hamill's uh, X-Wing fighter is, oh, like, descending through the fog. And then, yeah. like, branches are whipping the window, and he's losing control, and he crashes into the water. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's really cool. And then you see his X-Wing sort of jutting from the water mm-hmm. until it sinks later and stuff, It's which becomes a plot point you yeah, know, for how for sure. to use the Force. It's, it's all so incredibly rendered. And, like, of course, this drops into you and I. Like, I mean, we will keep coming back to this well as long as we make this podcast. Yeah, like, for sure. It is better to make the physical set for sure than it is to 100%. computer animated because like Mark Hamill has to balance on the X-Wing that is supposedly on unstable 100%. footing as it's sort of jutting from this 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 um swamp and it's like He's standing on and this then he gets physical in object, real water, and then and pulls the, himself out. Exactly. Yeah. The ship shutters and sinks, and he falls in the water, mm-hmm. and he has to pull himself out. These are all real things that are happening. Yeah. He doesn't just have to pretend. Hey, Mark, imagine you're soaking wet in fetid swamp water. He just gets to actually react to the real thing. Totally. And it makes the movie infinitely more engaging
0: to watch. Someone brought it up to me in the in terms of fucking Starship Troopers. Love that movie in in the sense that, like, you have these goofy ass looking laser bullets that are flying around everywhere. Yeah. But when in the training, when somebody's helmet falls off and they get hit in the head, yeah, and they use a real head and they, well, not a real head, but they fucking fucking blow up up up. a fake, a fake head. Yeah. And they use blood and blood gets everywhere, and all of a sudden you are like those fake ass looking bullets. Have real consequences. Have real. Which is you, you consequences. get a lot
1: of that like later in the battle at Cloud City, 100%. where Leia and yeah. Lando and Chewie are escaping Cloud yeah. City, and shits on and fire. They're shooting at stormtroopers. Shits on fire. And it's like fire. when this yeah. some of some of the times when the stormtroopers get hit, it's like the impact point on their armor is like not only like smoldering, it's like flaming. Yeah. No. Or when the wall gets hit next to yeah. Leia, there's like fire there's coming, fire out, of coming out of the impact because it's like that shit really happened and the actor or the they have to react to that and it helps them react i mean it's like in starship troopers when the scene you're talking about in the training when rico tells the guy let me take off your helmet and we see what's going on and the guy gets hit in the head with a bullet his brains explode everywhere casper van dane is right there in that shot when that dummy's fucking brains go splattering everywhere some of it hits him and he reacts accordingly it's not like imagine you get sprayed with brain matter you just actually do get sprayed with brain matter and you're gonna react (laughs) and you get a great reaction out of it and you get an iconic scene so for sure i mean it's all over this movie like the fact that yoda is a real thing like i know again like we said you know people there there's been a a revision of emotion around the prequels because a whole generation grew up with them and and they have feelings about them and i understand that however if you're somebody of my age or somebody of your age you're a little younger but you were right there with me Mm -hmm. like You know, Yoda was a real tangible character. He was a real thing that interacted with Mark Hamill on screen together. And to the point that they needed to use crazy things like wireless earpieces for Mark Hamill to imagine what Yoda was saying, right? Flash forward to those prequels where Yoda is a computer. And it's like, who fucking cares? Yeah, he can flip all over everywhere and use the force to do a thousand things at once, but it's like he's not really there, so I don't care.
0: It takes you out of the fucking movie. Yeah. Bad CGI looks way worse than bad puppetry. Oh yeah. So much so worse. So true. So true. And it so like true. it just it just like you're like watching Hulk, and you're like, this is bad CGI. It's mm-hmm. bad. They went they. Undercut their budget, and they went way low,
1: and it looks horrible. It looks and doesn't. And everybody age. and all and the actors
0: it. look horrible. Like, like you've got look-
1: a you've got Yoda from nineteen eighty, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. still holds up to this day. Because yeah, because he's a physical object. Yeah, you have computer animation from like even five years ago, it doesn't hold up. Yeah. Because it's not physical.
0: Those prequels have a hard time holding up. Just they definitely the, do. They definitely do. To be to be fair though, I have not seen the prequels in a long time. Yeah. So I I did a recent rewatch. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay, so maybe like you, like you have not, a better like, yeah uh, idea of that. For me, I feel like I have to go back and actually give it
1: uh yeah. another it's, one two I'm you, gonna do that. You would think that. but you would be wrong to talk about empire. Yeah. Like one of the biggest scale wise, one of the biggest scenes in this movie in terms of scale is when, um, you know, Han and Leia and Chewie and C3PO are, have flown now inside the asteroid and they're hiding from Uh the empire. And then these like leech creatures are like chewing on their power cables. And they're like in this, they think they're in a cave Uh and they go out to like, kind of get rid of them and Chewy inadvertently like shoots the wall or the floor of the cave as uh-huh. he's like blasting at these creatures. Um and they look great by the way. Their creature design uh-huh. is really cool. Um and the sound design and everything's very cool and yeah. very creepy. And the set it's great. Um and then Han kinda of gets the idea like something's up here. And so he shoots the ground a couple times and uh, sure enough the whole asteroid seems to move in reaction and he's like this is not an asteroid we need to get out of here and they fly out as the jaws are closing closing. this giant worm and then we get that wide shot where Mm. the millennium falcon is a speck the millennium falcon excuse me is a speck inside a giant asteroid and in that giant asteroid is a deep chasm. And in that deep chasm is a worm. And uh-huh. inside the worm's mouth is the Millennium Falcon flying out. Yeah. And that's like one of the biggest, widest shots you get in the movie. And it's huge. Yeah. The scope is huge. You know? And it's just like that can't be conveyed with computer animation. And in the limitations of it, the way they filmed it with this puppet worm. And then they... Yeah. They went and they... um. They went and they rotoscoped. Yeah, you know the Millennium Falcon Fun. in totally. because they knew your attention was going to be on the giant worm. Yeah, and as long as they gave you something that gave that worm scale, i.e., a little rotoscope version of, of the Millennium Falcon, you would forgive the fact that it, the Millennium Falcon didn't seem to be a hundred percent blended with the rest yeah. of the shot. You know, but we've kind of lost that. It's like the focus has shifted. We've talked
0: about almost
1: every scene we're basically caught up like luke you know we we, the only thing we haven't really mentioned was there's a a really incredible scene after basically what we were just talking about where millennium falcon it has to escape from the um worm Mm -hmm. space worm and the empire is waiting for them out there outside of the asteroid field mm -hmm. so what they do is fly right at one of the star destroyers right over the um i guess it would be the command deck Mm mm-hmm uh and then they attach themselves to the back side of it, which I love. It's yeah, a great, great great little like it's this is like you really getting to know Han the smuggler. Han showing you yeah. his moves, like yeah, how yeah, he circumvents a, these dickheads. Yeah, you know? He's a good and, and I love that. And yeah, I think it's so great. cool and so smart. And he's and and they wait until the, the trash. trash gets dumped and then they pretend that they're a piece of trash but uh-oh Boba Fett is also doing that because he knows what's up so Boba Fett in this movie they 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 changed his voice mm. for the new releases to fit you know the rest uh-huh. of the, the the canon he 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 is hip to Hans moves and um, it's a smart move that Han has, but Boba Fett is ready for it. So when Han cruises to Cloud City, Boba Fett knows where he's going. He alerts the Empire. Hence, when Han and Leia show up, Lando has already been intercepted by the Empire. They've already put you know the knife to his necks and uh-huh. made him basically roll over on his friends, which is why we have this like Leia is. She knows what's up. She Uh just has a feeling because she's got the force. She's force sensitive. Uh She knows what's up. She's like, this Lando guy is not trustworthy. And Han's like, yeah, but he's like a homie. But she knows something's up. And then lo and behold, yeah, we have that scene we mentioned earlier where Han, uh, Lando's like, hey, let's go have refreshments. And then Vader's waiting for them. I love, I remember as a kid, this scene. When the doors part and there's Vader at the head of the table and Han whips out his blaster and starts shooting at Vader and Vader just like catches the lasers in his hand. I remember that. Just so oh. epic. So cool. Also, like in in a in a weird like
0: in the in the in the spectrum of this of the trilogy, right? Yeah. Of this of this Star Wars trilogy, Lando has very few scenes. Yeah. But he made such a fucking impact. Yeah. Of like his character in general. They
1: brought him back for this for the third one because they were like, I mean, he he, he his story was very open ended at the yeah. end of this one. Oh, for sure. But it's like the character was so incredibly well written. Yeah. And the credit, and then Billy D brings the character to life. For in sure. such a, Just an undeniably like. In amazing way, way. Yeah. like yeah for that, sure when he shows up again in um the last or sorry when return he shows the up jedi. again in return of the jedi it's like not only are you happy but it feels inevitable and yeah. that's good writing
0: yeah yeah no it's he just is such a good character it's it's i mean and i guess that's just a part of maybe
1: lucas's original ideas and the way of a complicated character i mean it's an extrapolation of han it's the idea of han but in a slightly different direction like there are these people that exist in the star wars world like han yeah these smuggler kind of low-tier criminals but they're not criminals like hurting people they're criminals hurting the authority yeah and everybody loves an outlaw yeah so it's like you know you're you're basically just like yeah Kind of programmed to like Lando yeah. a little bit already. They're all a little bit like Man- the Mandalorian. They got—he's a cape-wearing yeah. scoundrel, you know, yeah. and you love him. And even when you're not sure if you should like him, you can't help but like yeah. him. Even when like leia's him. like, "I don't like this guy," you're like, "Well, I hope he's okay because I really like him." Yeah, and then it I turns can't. out he's a piece of shit, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, damn it!" But then he kind of redeems but himself. But then he redeems himself so because okay. he totally is like. Yeah you know vader keeps changing the deal like at first he's like yo han i'm sorry i had to betray you but they basically showed up right before you did yeah and are like it will let you do your mining operation but you got to give us han solo yeah and then they keep changing vader keeps changing the deal i love this piece here where they're they're at cloud city and they're a little unsure if everything's okay but then lando shows up and it seems like everything's going to be okay And they're walking. He's like, let me take you to your quarters. And C-3PO gets kind of distracted for a Mm. second. And he goes off into this other room and he sees something. It's very much like a horror movie. You don't see what he sees, but you do see him get blasted. And then later in the movie, when Chewbacca finds C-3PO's body about to be incinerated because mm-hmm. he's been blasted to pieces, and he starts putting them back together. After Like, after it's revealed that Lando yeah. double-crossed them and Chewbacca... It's kind of sad. Like, Chewbacca's in this, like, prison cell, and they're, like, torturing him with, like, mm-hmm. dog whistles, basically. It's, like, really sad, I thought, yeah. this time around. Um, but then he puts... 3PO back together and as he's doing it it's like he's kind of trying to like turn him back on again and like reboot him but it's not like a perfect science so it's like 3PO's voice is pitching up and pitching down and you're getting bits and pieces of dialogue from like right before he got shot with blasters then you get this piece where it's like it's his thoughts but he's speaking his thoughts you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's not what he said in the scene yeah. what he said in the scene was like oh hello who are you oh god and then he gets shot yeah. he's like what stormtroopers here? Oh no, I've been shot! And I love that it's like you hear his thoughts. Yeah, it's kind of like a funny, like it's like a just this little thing they throw in there. But it's like, no, no, what you're hearing right now are C three PO's thoughts. Yeah. Verbalized. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're like basically we're gonna do a trap for Luke. Luke's on Dagobah with uh with uh, Yoda, but he's had a vision about his friends in pain mm-hmm. and in and misery. And Yoda does the whole thing of like the future is in motion. And so this could be what's uh-huh. happening, but it could also not be what's happening. Luke's like, I need to go to them and save them. And um, we cut, you know, we're cutting now We're we're bringing the storylines together. Uh-huh. And um, we have this scene where um, they're like, we're going to, we want, like Vader's like, I want to freeze Luke in carbonite. So I can transport him back mm-hmm. to the emperor because there's this whole scene where the emperor is like, there's another, there's this boy Skywalker is the mm-hmm. son of Anakin. And at this point, we still don't know that Anakin is Vader, but Vader is supposed to have killed that alter ego and all that stuff that's going on. Um, and so Vader's plan is to like freeze Luke and carbonite, probably because he knows he can't trust his own feelings around him. So it's be, it would be more convenient for him to just like freeze Luke yeah. and transport him without having Luke give like without giving luke the opportunity to be like dad please you know what I yeah mean? so um well he's like we'll test it out on han solo first to make sure it doesn't kill him yeah. and that's when we get the iconic line of leia being i love you han saying i know and then immediately yeah. being frozen in carbonite awesome um but when luke shows up there's this great moment where luke is in cloud city and he doesn't quite know it's a trap yet but he's like sneaking around the halls uh-huh. of cloud city. And there's that great like ships that pass in the night moment where like, um, the stormtroopers and bubble F- and Boba Fett. Um, cause there's a whole thing with Boba Fett, you know, it's like, yeah. I want to collect the bounty on Han Solo, blah, 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 blah is like transporting Hans frozen body and carbonite. And Luke just sort of doesn't, he sees them going down the hallway with Han Solo's body frozen in carbonite, but he can't tell what it is it's just this like rectangle and so he doesn't know that that's his bud you know and it's kind of like a cool like ships that pass in the night moment of like luke not luke not understanding what it is he's actually seeing yeah because if he would have you could imagine he would have just leapt into action right then Mm. and there because there was only like four stormtroopers and boba fett but he didn't but we get to the point where there's like epic shootouts Mm -hmm. you know lando finally decides to do the right thing he sounds the alarm you know everybody in cloud city get out of here the empire's coming excellent shootouts like we were saying earlier these stormtroopers are getting blasted and there's like flames coming off of them and it's so cool it's so cool to see and like these guys are dying it's not like
0: Oh, yeah. he fell
1: down and bumped his little <laughs> no, heady. It's I like, know. no, no, this dude is fucking <laughs> yeah. fried.
0: Well, even in, and I felt that way with uh, Darth. A lot of Darth Vader's kills, like he he's just fucking killing people. Oh, when he's choking. I mean, yeah, he, he, he kills. just kills, people. He kills like two admirals yeah. in this movie. He's, like, yeah, he just like Empire I'm just gonna choke somebody and choke, yeah, that he just, chokes out, and yeah. I'm just gonna choke him out and kill him. And I, and I that, one of my favorite scenes of this movie is actually like kind of towards this end where everyone's like trying to escape. Yeah. Right. And, uh, the hyperdrive of the millennium falcon is not working and they're like trying to figure it out. And R2D2 is like working on it. Right. And, uh, when they find like, when they finally like get
1: off. Oh yeah. And, and they do escape. They
0: do escape. They, the Millenn- yeah, the, it works in the hyperdrive, and this the hyperdrive works and Luke, it just goes off, Luke
1: gets in everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the hyperdrive works they get out because there's a whole thing where like vader is like people dis uh they they like intentionally disconnected the hyperdrive yeah which is why yeah yeah. even though lando's like i was supposed to be fixed what the heck it's not working and then Mm -hmm. they do fix it but like Vader was expecting D2, it not yeah. to work. R2D2 yeah.
0: fixes fixes it at the end and they they yes, actually it big, works. It's a big triumphant yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's 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 the one sort of win the heroes get. Yeah. When you think about the losses that they've incurred. This yeah. is sort of their big win. The one hit is that win. they were actually able to fix the hyperdrive and escape. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh I just loved that I mean the build up to this scene and this scene in general was just so amazing because the amount of people that Darth Vader's killed because of like stupid incompetence in the room, yeah, yeah. and and like the Millennium Falcon goes right, and there's everyone's just kind of like standing there, and the dude who's in charge is just kind of like standing there, like waiting to be murdered, and then Darth <laughs> he's Vader like, like throw yeah, <laughs> like he is he is yeah. so waiting he thinks to be he's murdered, be fucking yeah, he's murdered. Like, he's like yeah, I'm gonna be killed true. right now, <laughs> yeah, and then Darth Vader just like turns around. And, like, slowly walks out of the room. And there's and just, like, just, one technician
1: who's, like, looks like... Ooh. Yeah, he's, like, who's going to get killed?
0: Ooh, and the director be... just, like, walks out of the room. And it it's, like, such a perfect scene yeah. of, like... This dude just, like, they you're, like. that a
1: lot. Like, when Vader is yeah. killing people, there's always people in the background being, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, yeah. oh, shit oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah, it's it's definitely then And then, and then, and then
0: and in a scene when he doesn't
1: kill somebody.
0: Yeah. Because this is, like, the They're scene like, where he doesn't kill somebody. He might kill
1: me, but yeah. he didn't. He, he didn't. didn't. Okay. He was, like, oh, <laughs> Jesus But Christ, then again, you me. never know. It's, like, he yeah. might he might call you later that night yeah, and be, like, for sure it's Darth. come in here hey hey hold on just turn me on video (laughs) call i just want to do a facetime with you oh i'm choking you to death like you don't know you don't know know when it's coming you could die immediately anytime and we and and like we kind of blasted past it but we are approaching the 220 mark here on this episode which it's star wars it's a long movie. i get it but like you know luke and vader's uh Fight is incredible, and even though Luke knows he's probably walking, he knows he's walking into a trap because Leia uh-huh. says it's a trap. Like Akbar has a better delivery of it in the third movie. <laughs> but it's kind of neat that like these phrases come up in star wars yeah. again and again like i've got a bad feeling about this or it's mm. a trap they pop up again and again yeah so it's like you know luke knows that he's walking into a trap when he does with vader and like
0: and, and not even that but like luke when he was on dagobah yeah. He ended up going into the weird cave. That, yeah. And there's that, the whole, like, there's he the whole attacks
1: Vader. It kills him. Vader and it's really
0: him. And it's like this yeah. whole, the whole concept is like your idea of using violence to solve a problem will just destroy yourself. Is like it, yeah, it is the dark side. It is the dark side. Like that that doesn't solve the problem. And so there is a whole component here that's happening with this battle
1: that. Sure. That, it's like that Luke is, has to be restrained. Yeah because yes he has had this vision on Dagaba that yeah. he is Darth Vader if he's not careful basically. Yeah, yes for no sure. and that's and that's, and it's that's amazing. Totally awesome. It's great. It's great. And it, it it does play into his strategy in dealing with Vader. I love though when Vader is done fucking around. He just starts like force throwing so much shit at Luke and yeah. Luke can't keep up with it. Like no. he's swinging with his lightsaber trying to like hit these like metal boxes out of the air, but like he's not doing it. And they're just nailing him and beating the shit out of him. And then he gets like flung out of this window. We get this like impossibly huge, like cavernous chamber uh, with like an abyss beneath it, which I love. Like, like that's like a star Wars trope. These like giant rooms with like scale is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then this is the iconic moment where Luke and Vader have one last lightsaber showdown. Luke gets a hit in on Vader. He does cut Vader's arm, but not deep enough because Vader parries with the, the blow that slices <laughs> yeah. Luke's hand right off and sends that lightsaber careening into darkness. That's the blue lightsaber, which was, I guess, Anakin's from when he was a young man. I think that was what Obi-Wan yeah, told him in the first him, yeah. movie, because when we come back in the third movie, now he's using the green one, Yeah, which I think he built between the two movies. If you so- listen to the, radio play like i did when i was a kid there's a whole thing about like him building a lightsaber doesn't matter yeah. but um then then we have the iconic you know what did obi-wan tell you about your father he told me enough he told me you killed him no i am your father search your feelings you know this is true we get an excellent no 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 before luke is like you know what I'd rather kill myself than join you. And he just like jumps into the abyss. Yeah. And there's this great shot of Vader basically just kind of being like, Oh, oh watch yeah. Luke fall. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I can't help but imagine him. He, he kind of has this, like, even though it's like, it's the Vader helmet and you can't see his emotions. Uh-huh. He does just have this like vibe of being like, Oh man.
0: Yeah. I know. Like watching Shit, Luke. Just, that like,
1: was tumble and tumble and tumble and fall and fall and fall. Yeah. And somehow Luke is lucky enough to like fall right into one of these little like loot shoots that just like pops him out. I don't, it
0: like sucks him I
1: guess it sucks him in. I don't know. It's that it's is lucky. the
0: one that is the one thing about this movie that I will say like does not
1: visually hold up. Yeah. Was him falling. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. 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 It's it's a tough effect to convey. To, yeah. It's it's good enough. It's not great. Yeah. it's probably sure. on par with if he was just green screening it yeah. with an air machine blowing his hair and his clothing it's yeah. about as good as that would look Yeah, um, I do love when we get these dissolves though uh-huh. in between when Luke is calling Leia uh-huh. and that, and this whole sequence has a lot of them um, where we're using the dissolve to um, convey the idea that we're communicating yeah. with uh mental telepathy or the force or what have you when luke is hanging from this like on the underside of cloud city and he calls first ben and but ben had told him on dagobah if you go to fight vader i won't be able to help you so ben doesn't show up and i love that because luke Uh has to stop relying on ghosts and he Uh has to rely on who's alive who's real and that's leia he's Uh able to summon leia and and Lando has like, you know, changed his tune and him. And, and there's this great scene when Chewie's about to kill Lando because Chewie's pissed that Lando <laughs> fucking double-crossed Han Solo. Yeah. And I love that scene. But Chewie's like Leia. Strangling him, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, But like amazing. Chewie's listening to what Leia says. Yeah. So he's like Leia's attack dog, which I yeah. think is so cool but they turn around they go back and they they rescue luke we do get one more incestuous kiss here where you know leia and luke Mm or whatever and then we have these cross dissolves between vader realizes luke is still alive and he's trying to talk to him and luke is like he's trying to talk to ben but ben kenobi is not like picking up this kind of like one of my favorite things about this movie is the fact that it ends on such a down note. It does. It's hopeful. Like we have a plan of how to save Han. We have a plan of how to like retaliate against the empire, but you'll just have to trust that Uh it's real. Hang on to hope and come back for the next one. Yeah. And it ends very much in that way. I mean, you, you, you get some great stuff in between, obviously like, um, since you mentioned Luke's hand gets cut off um, um, You get the shot of the robotic hand yeah. And the way it works And that's just a great piece of like Props piece Of like technical props in filmmaking Like you know just One of and... robot that's, that's building this hand is cool He's dude. cool too Yeah I think I had that action figure as well Oh really? Yeah. Like meta, Metabot 5000? The whatever whatever bot that was So this basically brings us to the end of the picture So Cameron I have to ask you My friend <laughs> does this movie pass the bar? I think
0: it very easily passes the bar I think it's hard to uh know that's a hefty shot you just yeah, poured yeah, by yeah, the way I just poured it all the way to the top uh it is yeah. i don't know it is just such a classic film and it and it hits in so many notes that it, it it and and visually yeah I would put any of the first of the original trilogy on yeah. my bars yeah, yeah I think they I think they
1: are. Aggressively good. For aggressively bars. good. I love that. <laughs> there you have it, folks. The Empire Strikes Back is a good bar movie, which means it passes the bar for our program. So tune in next time for another movie that might or might not be as good as this one. We won't know until we review it. <laughs> but in the meantime, <laughs> rate and review our show as if it was the empire strikes back meaning five stars all around wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to follow us on instagram bsfs underscore podcast that's on instagram you can also find us on tiktok under the same moniker uh until then cameron do you have any parting words for our friends
0: (laughs) i'm gonna go feed the sarlacc if you know what i mean
1: I'm about to pull a classic Luke Skywalker and say, You'll find I'm full of surprises, and then proceed to fall down the stairs. <laughs>